Hey everybody, welcome back to the producers. Uh, this week's episode, we got Taylor O'Sullivan coming back for another round. Um, one of the most infamous, <laughs> like first ten minutes of an episode ever. Uh, yeah, I'm glad Taylor came by. Uh, him, me, and Anthony sat down for about. 45-ish minutes, I think. I haven't, I haven't looked at it yet. But uh, we sat down for a bit at the beginning and talked detective stuff, everything like that. And then, um, yeah, just kept hanging out and talking once Anthony took off. Uh, this was a very, 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 very fun talk, a very loose talk. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, quick plugs. If you are listening to this on the day it comes out, March 20th, um, Tomorrow at the Coalition Theater, you'll see me, Taylor, and Anthony on stage doing uh, a set with Detective. Uh, always fun to get out there with them. And if you are in the D.C. area, uh, Dad's Cologne will be at the Washington Improv Theater on Sunday, the 24th, uh, competing in Fist. So come out and support if that's something you can do. Uh, that way we can advance to the next round or the next round and try to try to win this thing. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, great. Well, follow Taylor Sullivan's accounts. Check out uh, the Coalition Theater, RVA Comedy, Dad's Cologne, Orbital Music Park, RVA Podcast Network. I think that about covers it. Uh, great. Well, we'll go ahead and get ready to Taylor. I know you can't help me now. These are two of Lori's beers. Why Lori, did you rip the labels? No, Lori made those. Oh, shit. so when Lori's pot, she brought a bunch of beers to Brent. She brought a bunch, and we didn't drink them all. But these are two of the ones that she made. Oh, you did drink them. They've been yes, I, they were, and I liked them. Are we recording now? Yes. Lori, we shout out, Lori, shout, shout out, out, Lori. Taylor, hi. I didn't say hi to you. How are y'all? Good. We're, we're ready for this podcast. All right. Yeah. So this is a uh, an introduction podcast. Uh, <laughs> My name is Taylor Sullivan. Uh, I'm Anthony. I will be here very slightly. Uh, for a little bit. And uh, we are drinking Lori's beer. Unlabeled. Homemade. S- homemade. Homemade. ABV question mark. Half the table is clean because she spilled a little bit of hers. Did she? Fair, fair, fair. It like, overflowed and like cleaned my table. Oh, God. Taylor so, brought a pizza. Brought Mary Angela pizza. Love it. Um, so here's, here's the beginning. Uh... Why did you want to do a three-person podcast to begin? Pizza yeah. hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I just like hanging out with you guys. So. I'm, I mean, I'm down. Like yeah. detective love for sure. So yeah, this is a Taylor Jonathan podcast, and Taylor uh, 
requested requested me to join. So I will be here for probably thirty minutes because I have to go soon. Awesome, you got a show. It's totally <laughs> awesome. fine. The more the merrier. Yeah, so both merrier. of you will miss my show tonight. That's we, fine. we will absolutely miss it, but you're gonna have a great show. We will. Yeah. We will be. Supporting you here. Did you guys audition today? We did. Yes. How'd you do? Good. How many yeah. people were in your group? Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Because it, it was eight and eight. It was very yeah. obvious. Yeah. I heard some some groups were a little shorter though. We had six. We were in and out in half an hour. That was Damn. crazy. It was awesome. That was crazy. And I had um, the privilege of knowing everybody. Oh, that's so nice. So I was like, I'm already comfortable with you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, just to kick it off. So it was like, yeah. And then Katie. Does Katie things? She's yeah. awesome. She brings she's the energy and happiness. Yeah. So, well, I feel like I feel like a lot of times there has to be somebody who like initially brings energy to any project, and the fact that Katie can like bring that energy so often to different mm-hmm. projects is is admirable. But also like it's it's a lot, and it's something that you have to like think not necessarily think about, but like recognize that like somebody has to bring energy for whatever like thing you're doing. Especially after four sets of four having sets. to listen and watch improv, that's exhausting. In my opinion. Um, speaking of pizza, I'm going to grab a slice now. Please. Do it, my friend. Please. So you guys went to Shamrock the Block today? Yeah. We did. We checked it. it out. Yeah. Was it so, fun? Uh, Shamrock the Block was not fun. I'm, I'm going to... I'll be... I'll, I'll say it in the beginning. Every person we talked to was like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> and I, and I'm being polite right oh. now. Yeah. The... Uh, I saw four couples fighting on the sidewalks, and I was like, this checks out. <laughs> you weren't there very long. Yeah. You were not there long enough to see enough couples. Yeah, I was driving, and I was like, oh, that's enough for me. I got, I <laughs> Just a quick sure. drive. Just saw it on drive. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I don't miss that part of being in a relationship. It's that's like, something that you hit me up about. We're going to get into it right now. Right into relationships. Okay. So the first time, so tell, quickly get into uh, what you were talking about the first time we were on this show. Oh. Episode like 30 or something? Yeah, go, almost a year ago. Go back, go Last, back. Uh, Pause this and go listen to that other podcast. Is, <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> you don't have to. If you want to hear Taylor P for like two minutes, it's perfect. And then say that he and his girlfriend will never break up. <laughs> and then a month later. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, a year ago today, I was partying with you and your yeah. ex, and it was very fun. Yeah. Now. It was a great time. But even at St. Patrick's Day party, I could tell something was up, and I was being, as I am, passive-aggressive and just moody because that's who I am, and I, I get it. We love it. But, yeah, so almost a year ago, I was talking about how great my relationship was, and then, boom, surprise. It's a metaphor for life right there. Yeah. Well, tell us about the surprise. Uh, we broke up. Yeah. Right? Can, you, can you tell us everything that went wrong in your relationship? <laughs> well, let's see. Well, like, what? How many hours what? do we have? <laughs> as many as you want. We got all night. It's early. It was very amicable, sure. uh, the breakup. And we both knew that it was inevitable. Mm-hmm. And I even tell people this. I used to have dreams of being... Uh, like trapped in a kitchen when Victoria's Secret like while you guys were together yes okay. like two months before we broke up I was having these like claustrophobia dreams where I was like I can't hang out with my friends because I'm in a relationship who, was, initi- who initiated the breakup she did okay which is good because I'm passive aggressive and moody <laughs> <laughs> I'm generally my disposition generally is uh, I'll just suffer through this <laughs> so uh, it all worked out for the best Thank God. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I haven't seen you stumble once. 
after, I mean, yeah, after the breakup, like, having you guys, Anthony and Jonathan, having the coalition community, uh, great friends who you can fall back on and be like, okay, yeah, I'm in this, like, I'm at this, like, in a valley of my current life, but I'm fortunate to have these friends who are, like, off on the, my back, and we'll bring you back up to the mountain. There's a peak around the corner. Yeah. That, peaks and valleys. And so my mom has told me that throughout my entire life. Yeah. Absolutely. His mom is in the studio right now. Do you want to talk right now? No, she will not. She will not be on the show. Never on the show. <laughs> Why do you say that? I don't support your arts. <laughs> Does your mom know about this? The, she my, has to. She calls it my vloggy thing. Nice. Yeah. Does your, does your mom listen to this podcast? I think she listened to episode two, which was, I was a guest on my own show, because it was so new I didn't have anyone else. Well, I'm going to drop some material in it. She Please. does not know. Please. He has a tattoo that he's been hiding from his family. Wow. Oh, no. So wow. She, she can't listen to this episode. Bella, if you listen, don't tell mom. <laughs> <laughs> that was my sister. She, she listens. I think she yeah. listens. Bella, if you're listening, Anthony made all of this up. Jonathan's... Very pure. He does not have a teardrop tattoo on his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I mentioned that on Kim's episode. Um, I said, I can't talk about a certain thing. And she recognized and she was like... Is it your tattoo? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just like... I have to, I, 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 I'm always worried because they sit across from me and it's just like, it's right there and you can obviously see yeah. it. Are you going to mention it? And I'm always worried. Yeah. But it's out there now, so. Thanks a lot, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> I also have been very careful about posting anything on Instagram because my sister follows me and she yeah. can absolutely tell in a second. Yeah. This Bella? Yeah. Yeah. She does, he doesn't have a real tattoo. It's temporary, Bella. <laughs> it's temporary. It's a henna. Yeah. Uh, it's a li- it, it sticks so, around for a little bit. Just a little bit. So, yeah. Just a little bit. Are you excited for your show tonight? (laughs) (laughs) That's what we call a segue, everybody. Segue! Excellent stand-up show, by the way. Thank you so much. You did did, did really well. Yeah. I was very proud. I didn't know you had so much information about birds. (laughs) (laughs) Nature. (laughs) And the mating rituals of animals. (laughs) And how it relates to my inability to, like, match that. Yeah. (laughs) That's okay. I'm really bad at reading signs, too. For some reason, birds, though, get it, and I don't. Yeah. Maybe they just don't think as much. <laughs> Purely fact. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Anthony's set, what house are you in in Harry Potter world? Ah, <laughs> uh, shoot. I oh, shoot. Think Ravenclaw. That makes sense. Which checks out. Wait, he says it makes sense, but what the fuck does that mean? I don't it know. It makes sense. Like, tell me what about Taylor makes sense about him him being in this, like, fictional house. So, I think Ravenclaw's, the okay. thing you think of is, like, the smartest person. Someone who's clever. Somebody who, if, if, I, if I threw that person a riddle, they would be, a, they, they would be able to at least boy. give a good guess. Shoot him a riddle, then. I don't have one. Okay. I'm no longer a Ravenclaw. I told, I posted this. I'm now a Gryffindor. It happened. Classic Gryffindor. Congrats. I was a Ravenclaw for years. I was a Ravenclaw for years. <laughs> I don't know what to do if you know somebody can help me, help me. Yeah, so I took the Potter test. (laughs) (laughs) And I was pissed. (laughs) I I created three emails to get what I wanted. I never got what I wanted. It never worked. Yeah. The first animal, my Patronus, I think is is what it's called. Yes. Uh, Was like a naked mole rat. (laughs) Dude, all the animals suck. Yeah. Like, why do you have to do this to me? (laughs) If I'm being completely honest, on brand for you. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ. Naked mole rat, otter, cat. 
that's what the, we are. The thing well, for me too nice is like for you guys, you have hair. <laughs> <laughs> So for the thing to me is like I took the test too, and the first question was sun or moon. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Sun or moon? They're both great. They yeah. both serve a purpose. Like depends on what time of the day it is. Exactly. <laughs> and so I remember my Patronus thing was otter, and the and the the people I were with were like, oh fuck, you got otter. I was like, I don't want that. That's a shitty yeah. animal. They're like, oh my god, that's that's a great one. That's a great. They, they one. say great because it matches with a main character in the book. I know, and Hermione apparently an otter. An otter is that right? Yes, I, I did not know that. It, it doesn't matter. No, that's it why. Matter. That's why. It doesn't matter. It's not a thing. It doesn't matter. It's a character. I uh, yeah. Harry Potter was fun when you were a kid, but it's like horse people. <laughs> I brought that up in my podcast. Did you do, okay, yeah. I got the horse girls. I'm so glad you yeah. brought it back. Car people. My first like, long-term people. girlfriend was a horse girl. Can I, I also, know what you're talking about. Can I also acknowledge, like, Jonathan's eating this pizza real close to the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And this is episode 73. Anyone, I don't give a fuck. Anyone that's been wondering what this AMSR, like, chewing thing is. <laughs> okay, so, so if we're talking about ASMR, episode zero was the intro to the show. If somebody wants an idea of what the show's about, they're supposed to listen to episode zero. It begins with ASMR. The beautiful. It begins with somebody smacking their lips, Ugh. moving their tongue around aggressively. Gross. Shout out Tom. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, Tom Hall? No, no. Tom Sight. Oh. Shout out Tom Hall. I love you. I don't know why I thought it was you. Tom Hall needs to be on this end of the show. Has he not been on yet? Not yet. There's so many amazing people that we know that I have not had on the show yet. And it's just a matter of scheduling at this point. All right. I was talking to a buddy of mine. What's that minor poet? Singer, mm-hmm. uh, the pianist is one of my friends. I was like, "Oh, this is something Jonathan might be interested in." I already hit up Minor Poet, and they told me no. <laughs> and you can get the pianist. <laughs> I hit up the drummer. I hit the drummer at Black Hand. I was like, "Yo, I have a podcast. I'd love to have anyone on who wants to talk about creativity." And he's oh, yeah. like, "I'll hit my people up." Yeah. And I never heard back. That's yeah. cute. That's cute. That's no. cute. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's cute. That was early on. It's a little different now, but also like I would be so happy to have anybody on. I'm just I'm just playing fun. Yeah. I'm like literally anybody that anybody. If you would talk for an hour and a half, like, please. Like seriously, like if you have an please. opinion, please, please. I just need a warm person. Anybody. I just missed a week. I didn't have anybody to show up. I begged Taylor to be on episode two. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were doing on ASMR. Because <laughs> you guys were doing the Whisper Game. Wasn't that a song? The Whisper Game? Where do you see my <laughs> dick? <laughs> yeah, it really inappropriate. Oh, God. But everyone like, in middle school is dancing to it. Like, yeah. This isn't it. Yeah, Ying Yang Twins to the walls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thank God Twitter and that stuff wasn't invented back then. Right? I constantly think about how happy I am that, like, YouTube was not popular when I was, like, in middle school. Yeah, I would have been so into it. I oh, been my all God. There would have been cringy material just, like, <laughs> layered in the, like, ethereal yeah. realm of YouTube. That just, like, oh... Uh, thank you for coming to our marketing position. We saw that you were uh, a solo cup yes. in a video. We didn't like it. Yeah, we're going to have to let you go. Okay, yeah. We appreciate it. Burn your resume. <laughs> and please don't add your YouTube link to your resume. What sort of job are you applying for that you put a res- your YouTube link? I did do that with my Twitter, you put, you with my Twitter and Instagram. On a job interview? A job application. I did not get it. <laughs> surprise, surprise. It's so difficult because before I did any improv or anything, like 
Me and my friend Tom, I mentioned earlier, Tom Sype. Tom Hall? <laughs> shout out Tom Hall. We, uh, shout out Tom Hall. We, uh, we tried to, like, we were, like, trying to get into the YouTube game. Yeah. Like, not necessarily, like, I want to be successful, but it's just, like, I like making YouTube videos. This is, like, a fun project. And I, I think it lasted about a month. Yeah. Because it, it's a lot of work. You put a lot of work in to put up one YouTube video. Sure, sure. Yeah. And there's this one gentleman following who, before he got popular, he had nine years Nine years of consistent uploading, consistent 200, 300 views before he got, like, 500,000 subscribers. Yeah. That's crazy. That's too much work. Too much work. I am all about instant gratification. Exactly. Yeah. What do you you think about instant gratification has has led you with your creative pursuits? Because you do, you do improv, you do, you, you do a lot of sketch. Like whether, whether you put it out or not, that's where your brain is. You've done sketch, you've done stand up. Like what about the instant gratification has really influenced the things that you've gotten into? Um, well, improv and stand up, like you feel it right away. Immediately. You put the audience is an instrument while you're there. So that instant gratification is not normally there when I do improv and stand up. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, maybe it's just like, uh, Maybe I'm a masochist. Maybe I just like to embarrass like myself. Pain, like but like, there's something else because like I, I think about some of our early detective sets when you would you would go out often so, by so yourself. For, so for anyone not in the know, sure. us three were all on a house team together. Detective, we uh, were in season from May something yeah. to October something. Yeah, we still perform regularly, but like the idea that. This was something that we were very invested to about a year ago. Yeah. So I'm going back to about a year ago when early on, like, I I think about uh, specifically one scene that I got a a very positive note on from somebody who I did not expect to. You started the Elaborate. Do you yes. remember that? I was listening to Ellie's podcast earlier. Thank you. That was what it was. Yes. Ellie gave me a great, and I was just like, you. I didn't even know you were there. Yeah. I almost texted her, but I was like, let's, let's just... Like, you know, that's, I don't know what the word is, but it's just weird. Thanks for the compliment. Yeah. It's that thing I hear so often doing the show where it's just like, I feel like I know things about people that I shouldn't. And it's just like, well, on one hand, you shouldn't because you weren't there. But like, we intended to record and release. So you're allowed to know that. It's totally fine. Yeah. You're allowed to know that Ellie saw that show and thought that the whole scene was a good scene. Yeah. And it was, like, a true indication of, like, what we can do. Yeah. And that, and that's why I brought it up, because it was, like, that was a moment where you took advantage and did it again because it was instant gratification. Yeah. And not based off of intelligence. Again, I was, like, <laughs> I, was like, I was, like, a bird trying to get the attention of other people. And I was, like, well, this stuck the first time. It Let's fucking see worked. It, Let's see if it's going to land it, again. It went for round two. Yeah. So the idea that... Instagram gratification has kind of driven maybe a little bit of your creative side. Mm-hmm. How have you had to battle against that for something like, this is going to take a little bit longer, I have to put some work in? Because sketch is a lot of work. Yeah. To do it right, to do it right to produce a good sketch. Yeah, very true. It takes more time than, in, there's no instant gratification. And that's the thing that you really delve into mostly is sketch. Yes, I'd agree. It's same with stand-up for you guys. Like, you know how many times that you sit around writing a joke and then, if you're brave enough, you get on stage and you actually do it, and you're like, "Well, that didn't work. How can I fix this?" Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is that, like, we gotta go back to the writing table, and then. But yeah, what was your question? Just the idea, like, when you take it back to the writing table, mm-hmm. like, 
the idea that you're going to labor over the sketch, something yeah. that you very much enjoy, you you believe in, you're 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 taking to the ropes, like. It's not going to give you that Instagram gratification. You got to fight to make it right. You have to like really put some effort in. And based on what I've seen, you've put together a lot of really good sketches over the past six months. You put a lot of good ones together in different sketch shows or different like shows, just as a commercial kind of thing. Yeah. Can we say though, like improv is unique in its sense that like that's the only instant gratification art that like we're talking about right now. Yeah. It's like you do sketch, you do stand up, you do music, you do painting. All that stuff is like you put in time, and you're hoping that people fucking care. Yeah. Where it's like improv has this like unique thing, or it's like you're doing it at the moment, and if people like it, great. And if people don't, then it's next time it'll be different. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And so like, it has that like. That era of just, like, lack of caring about your fail. It's like you, you acknowledge it and you, like, try differently next time. But, yeah. like, it's not that you feel the same kind of, like, I worked hard on this. I, like, I slaved over this. I thought about this. There's that there's thing of, like, I'm doing this now. And if it is accepted, perfect. And if it's not, whatever. Yeah. Where it's like if you're doing sketches, like, I thought this was funny. Well, do let's, you? Let's go back to the first joke you wrote in stand-up. Do you hate it now? Like, yes. after four, eight weeks of writing these jokes and reading them again and again, by the end, you have to be sick of them, right? So, do, you know, do you guys know your first? And you're like... My first joke, yeah. I, I had the opportunity to do it at the showcase. Yeah. I, cause, Did you do it? No. Okay. Then because it wasn't... Say, say it. What it, it wasn't good enough. Right, it was, say it now. So the joke was... Uh, you ever, uh, something... <laughs> I don't remember, because I've never done it. He's a- grabbing a fake mic right yeah. now. <clears throat> hey, how y'all doing tonight? Yeah. To be bartender. Uh, so, uh, Howie, you ever notice... Howie. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you end every joke. Wowie sowie, right, guys? <laughs> you got a call sign. The, I don't know that was a heckle in the last student That was a heckle in a student showcase. <laughs> Who said that? This, this girl was wasted. Was she the one that laughed at your bird joke for no reason? <laughs> she, <laughs> she ruined your set. She almost. ruined my joke. And, but my problem was I acknowledged it. Yeah. Um, no, it was it was a student. Sh- it was improv student show, and like uh, Dan and Harrison were walking in the crowd, and this drunk girl like touched Harrison. She was like, "Wowie, zowie!" Wow. That's yeah. aggressive. It was very aggressive. Improv crowds are as aggressive as the cast. Yeah. They are going for it. Were you there uh, last Saturday for the 8 o'clock? Yeah. The uh, military guy was commenting the whole time. Oh, fuck. But, you know, Nicole and Katie and everybody handled it appropriately. Dude, Nicole is like boss hand. Like She's a teacher. She's a teacher. Less that we have her in the theater to do something. Because it's it's really difficult. Like being just a general audience member, it's like I really, I want to respect who's on stage, but like I don't know if it's appropriate for me to say something as an audience member. And uh, and like Nicole comes and shuts it down immediately and she's like, oh, thank you so much for being there. I'll I'll give a confident shush. Yeah, I'll shush. That's about it. Yeah. Like, if they don't listen to the shush, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know how to help. I give a shush. What do I want? I think uh, at the at that one student showcase, the Wowie Zowie showcase, I said, Wowie Zowie. she started talking, and I said, oh, my God, shut up, under my breath, just instinctually, yeah. and that's why they left. I think they left to smoke a cigarette or something. Because they came back. Which day was this? Tuesday? Wednesday? Wednesday. 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 Okay, I was supposed to perform in that set. 
remember oh, that yeah. show, but I was I remember. not feeling well. Yeah, you're 301 class. So. Dude, you They killed, you by the way. A, they killed, but you missed on a bad heckler. Yeah. Well, Who was heckling that? through the whole show? Like, she had a friend that was wasted, and she was still like, calm down. Yeah, let's settle yeah, down Just here. chill. Just chill. I'd love to have <laughs> the forethought to be like... <laughs> Blue does this. He can incorporate a heckler yeah. into the scene. And oh he's my like, god! I've seen wow, this radio is awful. They, they had one who uh, one boss's set. They went. It was uh, it was before the riot had ever shifted. It was still Johnson's and whoever yeah. did that same night. And I remember when bosses came on. Oh, there were god. it was the pod. It was the quote unquote podcast. Like this podcast is still playing, trying to like play it yeah. off. And at one point, oh bless. I won't say who the founder was, but like somebody, one of the big three, had to like literally stop the show and say. Please. It was I Matt. I think I remember that. <laughs> it was new me. It was new me, and it, he handled it so much better. Because I remember I walked out, and we were at the beginning, and uh, there was, we were smoking a cig, and it was just like, Sean, before I knew who he was, he was like, he was talking about how he handled it, and I was like, I was so in, in awe. I was just like, I don't know how I would handle it. I was so blue. I was just like, what do you even do when someone talks during your set? Oh, he looked at it. He was like, this is not a two-way conversation. Okay. Oh, Th- yeah. This is a show. Yeah, I remember so that. Can you- that was the girl who was like, whoop, day it is. Yeah. Yes. I was at the open mic on Monday. Jacoby? Yeah, just watching. Oh, uh, that, shit, that, that open mic is tough. It's so tough. I didn't get up. But uh, <laughs> it's so tough. Yeah, there was a, a heckler. And people oh. people were just like all the stand ups or open micers handled it very appropriately. And mm. uh our friend uh pretty much ruined this guy. They were like, So what do you do for a job? You look like you work in IT. <laughs> he just what shut I don't know, but he just shut up. There's nothing wrong with IT jobs. The, the thing is <laughs> Exactly, but the fact that that wasn't their job, they were like, Oh shit. Yeah. I don't do IT. Yeah. The thing, the, the difficult thing is with improv or stand-up, it kind of breeds this idea of if I participate, it will be folded in appropriately, and it's yeah. fun. Yeah. And when you get a little drunk or whatever, like, you kind of play into that. And I just, I give it up to anybody who can handle that. Um, I don't, I, I haven't really been faced with it since I've, like, had more time in, but like the idea of having to deal with that, whether it's stand up, whether it's improv or sketch, like I, I, I now I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. All right, um, guys. Can I change conversations? Please. <laughs> what? <laughs> please. Help yourself to this one, Taylor. Thank you. Uh, Jonathan just pointed to a beer. That's what he's helping himself to. I'm really excited for Anthony to leave so he doesn't keep pointing out all my uh, <laughs> quiet signals. Yeah, Taylor Bella has a problem we... with drinking. Jonathan has a problem with pointing out the obvious. Taylor brought notes. <laughs> I don't have any napkins. This yeah. is what happened last so time. So we're going off of Taylor's script now. Uh, what's your guys' favorite conspiracy theory? Oof. I think the 9-11 one will always be good because it's okay. so big. L- let's, let's I started it. off with the, that. The 9-11, yeah, that, that's like classic <coughs> conspiracy. Taylor, we hit that lamp on the right? Yes. We're turning the this lights on. This one or that one? That one. I think it's that the one on the right. Two identical lights. Bam. Perfect. We illuminated. We got light. Well, that's you're so light. confident about your conspiracy. What's yours? <laughs> Thank you. I don't have a pitch. Wow. Oh, I put there. myself out there and he shit on me immediately, having nothing in his back pocket. So, guys, if you heard of 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm a flat earther guy. Oh! Because, so I think that's one of my favorite, too. It's like... 
Yeah. Not a conspiracy theory you can, like, you subscribe to, but, like, I love the Flat Earth Theory because yeah. there's, like, so much. I remember the first time I was hanging out with, like, a group of, like, really good friends, and this girl was just, she brought up that the Earth was flat. And I was like, there's there's pictures. Yeah. Like, can we just, like, that that alone, yeah. there's was- pictures of the Earth. The, my favorite argument was if the Earth was flat, you could see Mount Everest from your house. It's so tall. Yeah. <laughs> I like flat Earth because I had this idea that if I was in, like, 1400s, I'd go around each king and queen in Europe and sell them giant nets to get their <laughs> ships <laughs> that they could put in at the end of the world. And I would just be like this grifter who sold giant 40-foot nets to kept the, catch these ships. The original pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah. All right, you sell a net, and they sell a net to someone else, and then eventually the Earth is saved. Yeah. Can we just acknowledge that? No, you have two friends. <laughs> <laughs> we did a scene today in auditions where the guy... I kind of shout said, out Tom Hall. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said that I could be you better than you could be, and then he took off his skin, and he's like, "Well, guess what? I'm a lizard person," which is also a very interesting. A great conspiracy, conspiracy theory. theory. Love yeah, it. So I'm yeah. here for it. Absolutely. Alex Jones just got a random boner somewhere. Ooh, he's <laughs> like, "What is this for? I don't care. I'm here for it." <laughs> I love Alex. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. I love the insanity that that person thinks he can get away with. Okay, yeah. You know who else I love? Matt Newman and Alex Jones. <laughs> yes. So good. Uh, Night three of that sketch show, his shirt was off okay. when he came out. So, like, we will acknowledge for, like, the one person that does not know. <laughs> Matt Newman played Alex Jones in the sketch. They were... <laughs> I'm glad Anthony's here because I was not ready to, like, give you the inside. Yeah. How these compare? <laughs> he will leave and you will be lost. So be ready. <laughs> Yeah, I have to leave soon. He he will leave when he is God well ready. Did you bicycle here? I did bicycle. (laughs) (laughs) No, I said bicycle. I was riding some hard things. (laughs) Can you tell we were drunk when we walked in? Let me take my top hat off and get off my bicycle. My monocle fell off while I was riding, but it was attached to my vest. Yeah, so everyone that's annoyed at the laughing going on, too. (laughs) Fuck you. It is St. Patrick's Day weekend. Yes, it is. (laughs) There has been uh, an obnoxious amount of alcohol consumed before this show. How many games did we win? All of them. These are not beer cup. These are not games. Did you play beer pong? Yeah, we played beer cup pong. Beer cup pong. Um, Beer cup pong. (laughs) Flip low. Dude, we did play like flip cup, and it. Jonathan played his first game of flip cup. Wow. It took me like forty seconds to get the first one, and it was so (laughs) the worst. Can I say we won still? We still won. We still won. We still won. But we were also we were also at a party that was playing flip cup. Yeah. So that is something to note. That but I will, I will say, after my, my game two and onwards, I had a much better experience. Yeah. It took me less time. Did you have fun? That's what matters. I had a great time. Fun. I had a great time. Good. I well, I feel like any 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 house party, any any gathering that welcomes you and just says, "Let's have a fun time. We're all here to have fun." Yeah, is is exactly what you're looking for with anything. Totally, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the kind of community that you find, like with any of these creative endeavors that we've been talking about. It's just like you find someone who will say, "Like, let's just have fun." Yeah, whatever it is. Like how many? Like how many people have kind of boiled down any improv set to like just make your friends who you are on stage with laugh, and everything else will fall into place. And then there was a guy that, like, brought up his favorite conspiracy theory. Oh. Okay, full circle. (laughs) Shout out Tom Hall. (laughs) (laughs) Except 
three, I think we're done. <laughs> that's four. We have to keep going. Six, then. We need 48. Yeah. We got a long epi. We are 879 bars in. Oh, good. Whatever that we means. We're talking bars, baby. 30 minutes. Yes. yes. Uh, so what, 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 what's going on on that notepad over well, there? You pulled that out about 10 minutes ago. We mentioned it and moved on, but there's a lot of good notes there. I listened to Chris Copley's. Copley. Copley. Sorry, I saw him today. He was very pleased to hear that you listened. Oh, I did. Yes, I did listen. Uh, and I was informed that he had notes. So, okay, so Chris Copley... Episode 44, I believe. Yeah. He was the first episode that I had a second host, which is one of the things that you also were very excited about with bringing Anthony on. Extra person on the mic. Yeah. And also... Shout out to Paul. And also, yeah, Copley brought notes. Copley brought notes. And also, Copley cooked me dinner, so you brought pizza. You're... On par so far. You just have to beat them on God. notes and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've covered most of these already. <laughs> it's time to go home. <laughs> it has been 30 minutes. we got a lot left. I thought I had a... I don't know. Anthony's always a great person to be around, so it's like, as much as I give him a hard time... Honestly, I love the hard time you give me. Because <laughs> you know it's out of love. And like, well, somebody has to give him a hard time. Yeah. Nobody else is doing it. Well, exactly. so, like, yeah, when, like, Taylor was the first person that acknowledged, <laughs> like, I didn't like you the first time I met you. <laughs> yeah. I could have said it better. <laughs> when, when was the first time you met him? No, 201? It was 7-Eleven. Oh, and, yes. Yeah. You dropped you drop them. Come yeah. On. Anthony had just done his one-on-one set. I was <laughs> his one-on-one <laughs> showcase. One-on-one showcase. Set I, it up. I had seen him because I was an intern, and then the next night, I think it was a Thursday or a Friday, whatever it was, he was at Seven Eleven, and he's in line. And there's like four people behind him, myself included, <laughs> and he is talking to the Seven Eleven cashier for probably five to seven minutes, where it's just like, "Yeah, man, I killed it last night." <laughs> I was like, "Was I talking this? about improv to the Seven yeah. Eleven?" <laughs> <laughs> I was riding high. That's that first one, though, baby. Yeah. Like, you were there for a couple of days. Yeah. He's like, you wanted taquito? Yeah, I wanted taquito. But also, last night, <laughs> I was killing it. <laughs> I made, like, 40 people laugh, bro. Come on. <laughs> Give me two of those. You want a taquito? Yes, and mother. <laughs> That's the first time I'm learning that I was talking about improv to a 7-Eleven employee. <laughs> that, I shouldn't have judged you, because that was one of your low points, probably. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. No, if that's my low point, I'm doing great. <laughs> exactly. That's very true. But, yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, I know everything I need to know about this guy. Yeah, fuck I was guy. wrong, so that's my bad. So, yeah, I'm on the podcast now, despite the fact that I'm talking to... <laughs> One person who is mean to you, because that's who I am. I apologize. I think it's important to be able to take a step, like outside yourself and have the realization of like oh this is who I am because then you're able to accept like your negative qualities and what you do with those or what you do with that information is up to you absolutely uh, well what I remember one thing uh one of the most healthy relationship I've ever been in that, that person the first time they met me did not like me really they did not like me and also I have said publicly I did not like Anthony the first time I met him really I was it's very a, it's a popular pattern but yeah. like but like the fact that people don't like me when they first meet me and people don't like Anthony the first time they meet them like 
like it obviously shows that you have you have to put in a little more a, dig a little bit yeah. like get to see what else because I'm I'm coming off maybe incorrectly yeah uh, not trying to but like that's that's what it is like the Anthony I saw <laughs> versus the Anthony I know is two very different yes. people so if you're still sticking around this podcast after hearing my voice for the first time <laughs> thank you so much back to episode fifty and thirty three. Sure, sure. So, like, yeah. Uh, I listened to yours the first time. You guys clearly did not know each other. We did not. It's so crazy to first. realize. I haven't listened to that one, but, like, it's been on my mind, like, maybe I should go back and you listen. You should listen. Anthony Before. was a dick. Really? <laughs> no. Did, no. You, did, you, did you listen? I did. How it, but what happened? Uh, Give us the deets. We did we not listen in a while. Anthony's, Anthony's not a dick. Let me clarify that. Anthony He's is not, a very confident and comfortable person. In all fairness, it, I smoked a joint before his podcast. I remember I'm, that. I've never done this podcast before. Mm-hmm. And so we, like, it was right after detective practice. And I showed up. I was like, I'm going to smoke a joint real quick. He's like, really? I was like, well, yeah. And then so after, I didn't realize, like, the discourse. of just, yeah. like, two people talking. So I was very just... Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I was very unfamiliar at the time, so I was just like, "What is very much doing? strangers?" But I also like to hear how much of a dick I was. <laughs> no, Please. you weren't. A, excuse my language, dick. Um, <laughs> you just the way you came in sounded like you just kicked off your shoes and put your feet on the table, and you're like, "Let's chat." Well, so that's the thing with Jonathan does. He starts recording his podcast before you know that mm-hmm. he's recording it. So I was kind of a dick move. So I was walking around his apartment, like thinking we're just like shooting the shit. Yeah. And then I sit down. He's like, "Yeah, we're recording." I was like, "Oh God damn." Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. I just, so, but the thing is, is like I realized when people come in, they're like not expecting it, and sometimes it's a little jarring. And yeah. my mind is just like, "Oh, I want to record everything in case you say something like good at the beginning." Like, yeah. Let me get it all. I don't want to come off as jarring, but like that's what it comes off as. So like I immediately threw him into this place. Yeah. Somebody who already comes off weird has. <laughs> been this thrown is, into a position where he's going Christ. to come off weird. You're here, at least you're listening to what My we're saying. My favorite conspiracy theory. As somebody else <laughs> who also comes off weird, I get it. And yeah. looking back, I'm just like, wow, maybe I need to be a little more careful about that. <laughs> but like, yeah. See, and I walk around the exact opposite of the way I think you all walk around, especially you, Anthony. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because I walk around with this idea of, like, nobody look at me. Why are you looking at me? I, like, I, like, you hate me right now. Yeah. You walk around from what I experience is, like, I'm going to be friends with everybody. I will talk to a brick wall. I will talk to a bird. I'll talk to a bird about its mating experiences. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Well, like, that's the thing, like, that, that whole fake it till you make it thing, where it's mm-hmm. like, I didn't used to be that way. It's like, I used to be a much more of an observant character, where it's like, I did like to stare at people. Yeah. And just, like, see what's happening in my environment. But then I came to the point of, like, just wanting to talk to everyone. Yeah. I know. Um, and so... It's hard because, like, after I started doing that and, like, uncomfortably I started doing that, it started, like, giving me positive repercussions. Yeah. And I was like, this is how it should be. And so mm-hmm. it got to the point now where I, like, obnoxiously like to talk to everyone. I, I was literally just talking about Jonathan because I, I brought Jonathan to a party t- today yep. where he didn't know really anyone. And he just went and talked to everyone. Yeah. So I was like, I do. I love that. The fact that I can, like, bring you somewhere and I can go do my own thing and you can do your own thing. And so it's like, I just like being in an environment where you can just, like, socialize so hard. And it comes off, I guess... Confident. Confident, but, like, also just, like, a little too much. When you're you're just, like... Comfortable. In a place you shouldn't be. 
People people look at that and say like you shouldn't be comfortable here, but you are. Why? Why? They immediately question and like instead of just saying like I'm so happy you're comfortable, let me just engage in this space. They they, they want to know why that's okay, and but, they, they dig. But I can guarantee you that like your general disposition towards life is infectious, and it makes other people confident. And as soon as people, myself included, stop looking at the negative aspects of it, you're like, oh, I want to be around this person. I want to be happy with them because they're happy and it's like it's it there is I, I'm going into Anthony like I was gonna say aura like there's this like uh charisma about you that's like oh I want to hang out with him because he's a nice person and he's confident and like you know we're not gonna sit around moping well it's kind of this sure. thing where it's just like uh you think about like how am I gonna spend my time and you think about like hanging out for example with whoever like who's gonna be there Oh, is Anthony going to be there? And even remove him. Like, is somebody who I like going to be there? Yeah. Somebody who I know will have a good time? Yeah. Okay. I'm more inclined to go there because I know, like, somebody there will be at least focused on having a good time. But that's also, like, the swerve of just, like, having that mindset is really just not ingrained. It's, yeah. like, just projecting that enough will get you to a point where, like, you are just doing that naturally. Or yeah. it's, like, you, you have to be, like comfortable with the uncomfortable for a while Mm -hmm. or and so it's like it's like very endearing to hear that too but it's like it's also hard when you hear that like that complimentary attitude towards like a position that you don't actually relate to and so it's like it's hard when you're like it this 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 thing is very positive and you're like man on my side it was a lot more like complicated yeah and so it's like when you project that kind of energy enough it's like it just comes naturally enough. Again, fake yeah. it till you make it. Like you just do it enough, and it comes more naturally. And so it's like it is very nice to hear when it's like positively influenced yeah. in like an environment where you're like, oh shit, I was thinking a lot more than anyone else was thinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a roommate in college. Yep, uh, who was just the most comfortable human being in his skin. Shout and out Tom Hall. Shout out Tom Hall, baby. Uh, <laughs> And it was just like, after living with him, it was like this excitement and confidence in life just, it oozed out of him and like, you can't help but to pick up that confidence. So like, Mm -hmm. hanging out with you guys is a lot of fun because you always know that you're going to laugh and you're going to be... Jonathan's looking at me. Well, I just feel happy He's to be blowing included. Kisses yeah. at him right happy now. to be included. So it's just it's fun. Like, you know, it's fun to be around fun people. And after my relationship ended, like, I That was what you had for yeah. a while. You had detective practices after you broke up. Yeah. Because that was early in the run. Like, Kale and Lori, detective, you guys, like, you guys were my support system. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I would have done without you guys. But thank God. I feel the exact same way. Like, yeah. I, I credit a lot of my improv love to my breakup. And so when I like when I got when I got into improv, it was because I was seriously into classes like two or three weeks and I went through a bad breakup and I was in one oh one. Oh fuck, dude. Yeah, and so like there was a group of people that just like unconsciously supported the shit out of me. Yeah. Where it's like I was going through a breakup, I didn't tell anyone about it and like Week after week, there was a group of people that just, like, accepted everything I did. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like I have a biased view of improv because I was going through a bad breakup. 
and I was supported by a bunch of strangers. Yeah. In a way that my, like, best friends couldn't support me. Yeah. And it's like, my best friends were there, but they weren't there the same way that someone's like, no matter what you do right now, I got you. I got you. There's yeah. also this idea of, like, when you're with your best friends, they want to talk about the breakup. That's also true. And also like, very true. As soon as you lay your cards out on the table for people in the theater, it's just like, <clears throat> it's like, okay, you broke up. Now... You're a doctor. Let's yeah. pretend What's to funny? do. What's funny? Yeah. What's funny? Yeah, make me laugh, funny man. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, you're a doctor. They just got broken up with. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk about this medical marijuana. <laughs> so. I'm I'm going to bring it down. I'm so sorry. Anthony has to go. I do got to go. Thank you so much. I would have kept I would have kept staying around. I ha- I have to call it. He has to yeah. go. He's got to be on stage. <sighs> right. call, it, call times in 30 minutes. Anything you want to say before you go? Before we do episode 3, it's coming. I got to wait another year till my episode 3. <laughs> Yo guys, if you haven't subscribed to Tom Hall <laughs> or Death Call or <laughs> <laughs> You guys, oh, I, I hate Tom Cologne. Hall at dude. At, I hate Tom Hall. That's Cologne. Yeah, you say we love it. It's the shit. Like, it's can we shit. acknowledge just the shit? Can you acknowledge how good it no, is? No, it's a lot of fun. Thank you. <laughs> Watching you, you drop Jonathan on stage one time, just like play fighting. I was like, oh, these guys are very comfortable with each other. <laughs> so that's the thing. We don't practice at all, but the fact that we're all very comfortable friends together like makes it a very enjoyable show. It's, yeah, we get away with something there. So, yeah, that's the thing. Um, thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah, thank you. I gotta Don't go. let Floyd out when you go. You're good. Oh, I, oh, I will not let the cat out. Yeah, I saw Matthew walking while I was driving over here. And you just left. Yeah. My I, roommate, Matthew Forehand, friend I, of the show. I saw, his, I saw him yell out his name, but he did not hear me. So, I kept driving. What does want to do? Uh, plug uh, Flat Earth is Real. Um, <laughs> Flat Earth is Go to www.nets.taylor.com. <laughs> you can buy your own. You buy your own Flat Earth. You guys. Love you, Anthony. All right. Well, now we it's just me and you. That was I fun. I don't hear you, though. Get out of here. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I try not to be too nice to Anthony because I don't want his head to get any bigger. But I love him so much. It's 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 a fine line to balance. It is. I hang out with him more than anybody, and it's like I gotta keep an eye on how big the head is. But he's still here. He's <laughs> still so listening. Yeah. You know, he is honestly uh, pretty in control of that shit. So yeah, I can tell. Can you fucking go a little quicker? Jesus. Yeah, hop on your bicycle. What do you have to do? Fix your backpack outside. Put your jacket on. Oh, it's not that cold. Back then, I suppose. So, yeah. So, listen. We've been going for about 45 minutes. Cool. Your idea to bring Anthony on. Yeah. Is that what you expected? Yes. Three friends sitting around shooting the shit. Shooting the shit. Laughing, but also having serious conversations. Yeah, we got into some things. I I do want to revisit your list appropriately to make sure that we hit uh, every beat. Can you (laughs) fucking hurry? Please. Can you leave? (laughs) (laughs) First thing, you didn't finish your crust, and then you didn't take your... I will... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why I had these notes. Okay, so so the, the, the funny thing is... Uh, this show has been an absolute blessing. Yeah. I have gotten so much out of this show. Yeah. But one thing that has made me feel so good is people want to be on the show. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you are one of the people who is like, I want to do another episode. And, yeah. I, and, and, and 
I was literally just about to ask, why are we doing this? <laughs> well, the thing is, is nobody who has asked me for a second, an episode or whatever, yeah. I've never once felt Maybe that. he did fart. He probably did. I, I haven't smelt it yet, but yeah. like. Okay, sorry for that. Aside. <laughs> <laughs> nobody has ever, I smell it now. Yeah. Nobody has ever asked for episode two or episode one or whatever yeah. and been undeserving because it's just like, <clears throat> all they're saying to me is, let's get, I want, I want to do this. Because they listen, they listen to whatever it is. Because they have some incredibly supportive friends, and they say, "I also think this would be a fun time. Like, can I get out on this?" Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But like, you were, you hit me up, and I'm just like, "Hell yeah!" Episode two. Yeah. Like episode one is one of, is the most referenced episode. Oh god, yeah. Well, that's just because somehow people put up with me. But I love. How did this come about? It came about because. I was texting you because I am working on this project personally, and I was like, oh, Jonathan's podcast is a great thing to introduce into this project that I'm working on Mm -hmm. as, like, a way to build character. And so that's when I texted you because I was really excited. I was like, you know when you kind of have one of those breakthroughs where it's like, this is what I'm going to do, and this is how Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. And, like, I was reading over my notes on the airplane back from Florida, and I was like, how can I make this character more... Like, why is this important? Why is this character and this uh, situation situation so important if I haven't given this character a proper backstory? And then I was like, oh, I talk about why this is so important on Jonathan's podcast. And then it's when I texted you, and I was like, you just blew my mind <laughs> by accident. So it was completely incidental. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. What's, okay. what's, what's that? What is it? I am trying to write 120 pages, and that I don't like. I've talked about it too much. Okay, so already. we won't get we won't get into it too much. Yeah. But the uh, first of all, let's go ahead and give the idea that 120 pages. Yeah. Anybody listening, let's go ahead and set that so they understand it. Whatever baseline you can give. Yeah. Give it. That is. What do you mean? Whatever baseline I can give. A regular five minute sketch is five pages. A regular five-minute sketch. Yeah, it's five pages. So that, that's the thing. It's just like sketch comedy is difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not putting down anybody. Mm-hmm. But, like, when the classes perform, they often have their scripts on stage. Yeah. Because a sketch is a lot. It is. A sketch is a lot of work. Yeah. You have to first write it. Yep. And I... I say this because I feel like some people don't necessarily know what goes into a sketch. You have to write it and make sure it's funny. And then you have to make sure whoever's performing it can also replicate the funniness of the sketch. And then you have to find a way to record it on camera that also represents how funny it is. So that is the third consecutive check that says this is another hurdle that you you have to make to make this funny. Yeah. And I've failed a lot. Like... The first Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day show I did was with uh, Aaron Grant and Lauren, Laura. Laura uh, Kelly. Laura Kelly, who moves away. Um, oh, bless Laura Kelly. But she's a very nice individual. I would love, Laura, if you ever listen to this, this episode, I would love to have you on the show. Yeah, she's a fantastic human. Anytime yeah. you're in Richmond, hit me up and I will happily make time. Um, but I had a sketch in that that was just awful. Mm-hmm. And we had a three-day run. And each night I was going up to the performers and I was like, I'm so sorry that you have to do this. Can we try it this way? And then by the third night, 
I went up to a, one of the performers and was like, do what you think he needs to do this, because my, my writing does not translate to the stage right now, and it's mm-hmm. awful. Uh, that being said, I won't... Did you see the New Year's show? I did. Uh, I wrote the sketch where there were five people, and they're like, these are New Year's resolutions, and David Pajor sticks his face in a bag of flour. Did he accidentally really snorted flour? Yes. Um, <laughs> so funny. But that was one of my favorite sketches, and you know, it's just a constant learning process, just like any creative aspect or like creative endeavor is, uh, you just kind of make it up as you go along and you hope that it's good. Mm -hmm. And then I've got this, my background on my phone used to be the emotion wheel, uh, Mm -hmm. because I'm bad at emotions. Sure. Uh, but I don't agree, but yes, now it's just an Andy Warhol quote about like, read it. Uh, don't think about making art, just get it done. Let everyone else decide if it's good or bad, whether they love it or hate it while they are deciding, make more, even more art. Well, that, I mean, that's kind of the... I don't mean to cut you off. No, that's fine. But I, I mean to cut you off in the way because I feel like whatever is coming out of your mouth was going to be self-deprecating. Yeah. Because I follow two Taylor O'Sullivan accounts. One of them is your regular one, and one of them is your advertising one. And I love every sketch that comes out. It doesn't matter how good it is. It's just as somebody who has really put value in just producing content. Yeah. I talk all the time about how this show, I don't edit. Yeah. I mean, I've edited two episodes. But you're doing something, which is amazing. And that's what I, I reflect to you, is just like, you're doing something. Yeah. The fact that you put a sketch out, whether you're totally happy with it, is is the reason that you get to do the show. I'm like, sure. somebody, yeah. somebody asked about the show uh, recently, and I told them, I said... This show is meant for people who produce things. Yeah. That's why I named it the unfortunately <laughs> uh, common name. Yeah, this show is meant for people who produce things. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think I've had somebody on who hasn't done a show. Well, let's talk about like how many people have come up to you and asked, "Oh, how do you do this?" Like, I have this idea. I want to do it. And it's the same thing with stand-up, because I used to go to Ellie all the time and be like, I want to do stand-up. Well, the only answer is just do it. Like, if you have an idea and you actually want to do it, you will do it. Uh, But I've had, you know, four or five people come up and be like, oh, I wish I had, uh, like, I wish I did this. I've got this great idea. Well, I'm like, well, then just make it. Do it. Mm -hmm. You know? If it's bad, it's bad. But you did something. That's... 90% 90% of the battle is just doing something. Doing it. Well, I mean, again, that is the drive behind the name. Yeah. So I started doing a podcast with some friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And when I joined, I joined in episode 8 and episode 11 never got published because it was too much editing. Yeah. Which makes sense because it takes a lot of work to put on any show. It does. I put on several shows and, like, I put in so much work. Like, any any Coalition Live, you can listen. It's been attended by, like, less than ten people every time. Yeah. And I might be exaggerating, but, like, I don't care because I'm put. I, that's my show. Yeah, you made something. Exactly. Like, I get to produce a thing, and it's I'm so grateful that, like, I get to do that. But when you're doing the show, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's paying attention. It's like, it doesn't matter how many shows I put out as long as I put something out I'm proud of. Yeah. And I joke a lot, like, oh, I don't listen, but, like, I don't listen because that would hinder the show. Yeah. That would really slow me down because I'd be, I, I might, like, get worried about this or that. The reason that this show has continued, and I think the reason that people like it, is because it's just, that it, it is what it is. Yeah. 
it's a show about vulnerability. It's a show about whatever it is. And so from your first project to where you are now, how much have you grown as a person, as an, I don't, I use the term artist loosely because, you know, we're not getting paid for any of this, Mm -hmm. but it's, uh, well, I'm not at least, um, I am also not getting paid. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, just like you, you've had to have learned how to do an interview from the way you first handled an interview to like, here you are. What'd you say? Episode 77. This is 73, 73. Uh, You've had to have grown as a quote-unquote producer, right? Well, I think about... Uh, so sometimes I'll, I will get a guest who doesn't want to talk about themselves. Yeah. Who... I might not know the most about what yeah. they've produced. And it's a little frustrating for me. Because it's like... <clears throat> all I want to do is make them look good. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes about this show is, it's your hour. What do you want to do with it? Yeah. Because not many people get another episode. Yeah. Not many people get a second chance to, like, make a first impression. Yeah. You, Matthew, Anthony, Dan, I think. Dan's on number three, I think. Dan did number three. Yeah. Dan did number three. Anthony's due number three. He was supposed to be a while ago, but it's just been hard to schedule. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like. My goal is obviously to make that person look good. Yeah. Like, they're going to share this episode. People are going to listen to this, expecting to hear good things from them. So I have to bring something. Yeah. And, I mean, it's really easy to say, if you listen, obviously I have some very key questions that come up. And it's four, it's like four questions. And it's the same every time. I try to set a standard, I guess. But it's just like, whatever you're working on, whatever you're thinking about. Yeah. This is the space where... To a degree, you have to let it go. Yeah. If you're willing to put on a show, if you're willing to hit a stage mm-hmm. with your idea or your concept and let other people judge you, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to feel the pressure to make you look good. Yeah. Because you know this is a show. Yeah. You know that people are gonna listen to this. So you kinda have to bring something to it. Yeah. I will do the best I can to guide the conversation. To what this show expects. Yeah. If somebody listens to this show regularly and says, I want to know this fir- this 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 person's first creative moment. I want to know what they do for breakfast every day. And I want to know one thing about them that I didn't know when they came on. Yeah. I'm succeeding. Yeah. Because I ask those questions. I've or, noticed that. Or like, but, but like the idea is like, I want the other person to talk <laughs> Because that's the whole point. Yeah. Any opinion I'm giving is not new. Yeah. If And I, the thing is, is like, I've had so many people who approach me and say, I'm so behind. I haven't listened since Thanks. whatever a month. Yeah. And <clears throat> I always tell people like, thank you so much for telling me. I love that you listened at least once. Yeah. Feel <laughs> no pressure to listen. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know. The people who who don't have trouble keeping up, like I, the goal is like, this is my, this is what you expect. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm going to give you the three things I mentioned, and hopefully that person will tell their own story. Yeah, um, which is why I want you to open your notes again because I know Anthony was here and we covered some stuff, 
But we didn't get as deep as we need to. Well, do you want me to read through them real quick? Um, or I'll give them to you if you can read them. Well, let's let's party. Ooh. All right, I got notes. All right. All right, I can't read these. I can read them for you if you'd like. Yeah, let's do that. Note let's, one. Note one. Writing a movie attempt, a.k.a. a 120-page script. So... I believe what we what we were getting into right before we took a quick break mm-hmm. was a, a five minute sketch, mm-hmm. which is a long sketch, yeah, about five pages, yeah. And you had the idea. You said, "I'm going to write 120 pages." Not the idea as much as the audacity to think that I should do this. How far did you get? I'm 30 pages in right now. Good. I've got a. Uh, I'm 10 pages behind schedule. My goal is to write 10 pages a week. Um, Which is a big a big goal. Yes. So you're doing, you're doing your best to keep yourself active. Trying, yeah. yeah. Um, banged out a couple pages today. Um, so I'm right on 30. I'm 10 behind schedule, as I said. What do you find is the hardest thing about uh, trying to accomplish this goal? Because, look, I, I feel like... Um, as a, a with this podcast mm-hmm. for perfect perfect example, my goal was to release weekly. Yeah, and last week I just I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I hadn't I didn't have the time to find to find one to two hours to sit down with somebody, yeah. have, a, have a fun chat, and post it. And I, and I remember I was freaking out. And then actually Anthony was just like, "Why are you putting so much pressure on yourself?" Yeah, nobody puts that pressure on you. And on one hand, he gave me the the comfortability to say. No episode this week, guys. And I heard, I heard nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And it, who gives a fuck? Yeah. But also, like, it's good that we hold ourselves to, like, these standards. Yeah. One a week. Ten pages a day? I think a week? not a day a week, yeah. Which would be a lot a day, but, like, yeah. a week. But I look at people who, uh, you know, it shouldn't take that long. It should be easy in the sense that, like... Um, you know, I'm for, I'm fortunate because I enjoy writing. Like I really enjoy writing, and the act of thinking. What's difficult is keeping it all in line. Get into that it's storyboarding. So I've got a court board. I've got note cards because I saw a TV show that said like this is how uh, Bob Odenkirk and Dave. I can't remember his last name. David Cross. Yeah, uh, Dave Cross. Do a storyboard for. Uh, a show really interesting. Uh, what, what was that show called? This one's called Bob and Dave. Bob, the what was it? I my roommate used to watch that all the time in college. I know it used to the be Bob and Dave. It, was, it wasn't the Bob and Dave show. Yeah, I think it, it was the Bob and something. So Bob and Tom. I feel like Tom Hall. It was a different I name hate Tom back Hall in the nineties. Shout out Tom. <laughs> uh, I know. I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so they rebrought it back because they had such a great time, and there were only six episodes. The first five are, like, their sketches that they did. And then the sixth is, behind the scenes, how they put together a show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, if you really want to do this, you got to corkboard it out. And so, like, I've got notes on notes on notes. Um, notes on notes on notes. Yeah. That are like, this is the idea of what I want it to be. What it means. Please don't read any names out loud. I will not. But, like... This is 30 pages? That is 30 pages. I've seen some of this already. Yeah, there are other things. Um, you know what? 
no part of this needs my input right now. Yeah. But it was... But the idea of setting a goal. Yeah. Like, my goal for this, this show, initially was just like, I just want to bring people on who've done things. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, that's a very easy goal now, because I have this amazing community that I'm a part of. Yeah. That is full of people who just have found a place where they can, like, pursue those, Mm -hmm. those goals. But, like, the idea that this, this, this is a goal. To me, that is like kind of beyond uh, what you would put on a stage. This oh, is 100%, like yeah. this is something that you are. This is a, a level up. Yes, that I'm not prepared for. Um, I don't think it's a. I don't think you can ever be prepared for anything. I think you have mm-hmm. to just do it. Well, and when I think about it, because like any podcast that I listen to or like any popular podcast that anyone listens to, it, it features some people who have done things that you've seen. Yeah. People who have, they have written 120 pages or whatever on a project that nobody's seen Ever. that, that, but the people who have seen it said, I liked the way you did that. Yeah. Fuck the source material. Use my source material with the drive that you had behind that last yeah. project. And, and and when you're faced with that, it's just like, how do I put in all the emotion, passion, and feeling that I had to this project that I was working on yeah. that you didn't like? And, now have, and I feel like that's where people are, which is like, now it's like, how do I put on this show with what I have a, creatively yeah. with your idea? Or with someone yeah. else's idea. Or an idea that's made to be successful. Yeah, and that's where it gets difficult. That's, it's so difficult. And that's why I think improv is so easy because you can bring things to the stage from your real life and let them go. Yeah. But with like producing a sketch or producing stand-up, which is one of the reasons why people are so hard are so hard pressed to do stand-up. Because it's like you have to prepare something. You have to bring something ready to go and be presentable. Yeah. And that's so difficult. And that's why writing one page is so difficult. Yeah. And then doing it and then doing it well is a completely different beast. I want to get to those notes. Uh, We we have covered how difficult it is to do something. uh, But what are you doing that's difficult? Well, I'm trying to write whatever's on the notes. My breakup from a year ago almost. And so, so... if you did pause and listen to Taylor's first episode, you heard about how well things were going. So I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. is like any relationship you're in, you think this is going well. Yeah. Obviously, uh, I'm here. Yeah. And this is going to continue. And I remember the time we did that episode was around the time, if I might say, turmoil started. I think so. I think it had been brewing for a while. Of course, before um, before that time had happened. Yeah. Um, but that was, I remember uh, around the time recording, a couple of things had happened where things were starting to move. Yes. It was, because, uh, you know, we had been together since we were 21. Of course. And you uh, were like 26, 27? 26, 27, yeah. When you did the show. Right. So that had been a long time. And, and of course, your mindset is like, this is safe. I'm good. I'm going to keep going yeah. about it. And that's where this is guaranteed. Get, that's and where you get in trouble. Exactly. When you think you belong is when you don't belong. Yeah. When you think you're owed something. Exactly. And you're not owed. Because nobody owes you jack shit. Mm-mm, Excuse mm-mm. my language. It's okay. You can swear on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it's not a it's not a Minecraft server. You're good. Yeah, I'm not gonna get banned. So real quick, I want to go ahead and bring this in. I'm gonna bring this in, and then we're getting to your notes. Okay. So, uh, I have on one other occasion tried to bring out the drink that Scott Beckett brought. Yes. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah. I think he called it a fancy car name. Should I text him right now? Do it. Absolutely. Let him know. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, the only time I have tried to drink this in, uh, since his episode, which is quite possibly one of my favorite episodes. I'll have to listen. It is literally the longest episode. Yeah. Three hours long. Seriously. Three hours. Wow. Longest episode ever. So fun. Um, we got drunk on these. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't think of a person more fitting to try to bring it out for. The other time I tried to bring it out was I brought these to Anthony's house. Uh-huh. But when we got there, it was it was a little too late. Yeah, these are very strong. That's this is a eight o'clock drink. Not this a is eight o'clock Eleven thirty at night. <laughs> I just had seven two hours. <laughs> it was a little later. Yeah, and I was more ingested. Yeah. Um. But yo, so I want to get to that notebook because one of my favorite things about the show is how often I'm surprised with people's investments to it. Whether you listen to it or whether you come to the show prepared. I want to honor everything on that list. Yeah. So this is it. This is your show now. So writing a movie attempt. We talked a little bit about it. Yes, we talked about it. But the fact is you want to make it a movie. So like, how do you, how do you see I want everything you. we talked about now, the challenges you're facing 30 pages in and being a little vocal about it, telling people about it well, and understanding sure that like, that. there's a lot more to go. And the fact that you're already letting people know like, yo, I guess still got 90 pages to write. Yeah. That is really not only putting a lot of confidence in yourself, but putting a lot of pressure on yourself at the same time. It definitely holds your feet to the fire. It like, does. That this idea of, you know, I think it was Joe Freeman who said, uh, he's like, you're less likely to do something if you tell people about it. You have to tell people if you're ever going to do something. It's so, yeah. And it's like, I'm in this weird boat where I've opened my mouth too much. It's called a Maserati. That is the what it's called. The drink. Oh, is he getting... Is, is, it's got hit us up. It's yes. a 50-50 mix. 50-50 mix. Did you tell him we're drinking it? I will text him that right yeah, now. Yeah, g- give him some context as to why we're asking. Yeah. I think he's putting two and two together. I got you. Right. Perfect. Mm, Perfect so mix. This is... Let's go ahead and toast uh, to Scott Beckett. To Scott Beckett. To all of our friends. Uh... Things could be a lot worse. Things could be a lot worse. I, I told somebody that the other day, and they're like, why do you always talk like that? And I'm like, well, it's true. Like, we've got a pretty good life right now. You know, I think um, one of the gifts that I've been given is being able to look at my life like it's going really well. Yeah. And one of the other great gifts I've been given is the ability to uh, check myself. Yeah. And really make sure, like, no, no, no. I am grateful for what I have. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I uh, and and I think that's something that people don't don't do enough. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. Just I love having goals. Yeah. I'm really excited for episode 100 of the show. Yeah. Obviously, I have 20 something more to go, and obviously, you have 90 pages to go. But like, that doesn't stop us from being excited and setting those goals. Yeah. And I think that's what helps us get to those goals. I think so too. I think uh, that setting goals is important. It's one of those reasons why in improv, when you do a set, people will tell you good set. 
regardless of how your set was. Yeah. Because it's a supportive move, and all we want is people believing in themselves so that they come on stage believing in themselves. And that and that obviously transcends to every aspect. I don't know who I heard this from, but I guess it was from David Pajor said this, and I heard it through somebody else that like he told his one oh one team, his one oh one group, was this you? You probably Anthony. Uh that like by, he TA he TA David's on one stage. You are already it Better. was probably Anthony. It was it was uh, David via Anthony, I know where yeah. this is going. By being on the stage, you are already like <laughs> putting yourself out there a hundred percent more than the people in these seats. You're being very polite. What I David, am. what David said was you are better than everybody in that audience. Yeah. And I want you to look them all in the eye when you were on stage, getting a suggestion from them. Yeah. Because I, one of the best things that people ever tell me about doing that when they do tell me is that is brave. Yeah. A lot of times like people, if, if it does come up like in the office, people will laugh at you, but like, there is something about going on stage completely vulnerable. Yeah. I think back to like the first tiny bladder set and it's just like, we didn't know what we were doing. We were just winging yeah. it. My first one-on-one show, I looked at the audience and said, please help me. <laughs> it was the most embarrassing thing. And like I didn't do improv. I immediately switched to stand up. I think, uh, sounds right because it was so embarrassing. It's difficult. And so just, I mean, well, you, the the blessing is that you shed that yeah. by the time you were with us. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. Did you try that? I did. It's, did you like it? It's strong. It's very strong. Yeah. It smells like gasoline. It does. I'm going to force it. What's, what's, what's next on your list? Because we talked about the movie a lot. Um, and we'll get back to it, I'm sure. Love Lost, the unique experience that everyone has. Yeah. I think that people look at breakups. And, you know, in the moment, of course it sucks. But you have to look at everything as an opportunity to learn and grow. And by uh, this idea that, like, you got dumped, you got broken up with, you broke up with somebody, life changes. Appreciate that you had that moment, you Thank know? You. Like, there's too many people that I hear, they're like, oh, yeah, we broke up. Uh, now I'm just miserable. And I'm like, yeah, it sucks in the moment, but, like, looking back on it, like... You have fond memories, I hope. And, like, have you learned from those experiences? Everything in life is just an experience, in my opinion. And how you... If you accept it, then you will be better. But if you just dwell on it... And you have to give your time to gr- give yourself time to grieve a little bit, of course. Um, you have to acknowledge that the experience that you were having happened. with the breakup was traumatic. Yeah. But, like... I've mentioned uh, so many relationships on the show. Yeah. And some of them I am a little less polite to uh-huh. because they were a little more impactful yeah. in a negative way. But I think that you're 100% right with looking at every experience as some sort of benefit. Yeah. Like, if you can't leave an experience benefiting from it, then why were you in that experience? Yeah. And maybe you weren't doing your best. Maybe you weren't contributing enough to make that a good yeah. experience. What was it all, what, what was the whole point? But it, I don't know. It's just this idea. Well, man, it just gets into this idea, this big concept of this narrative that you set for yourself. Yeah. And and for the longest time, I wanted to be like a victim. Yeah. It was a victim narrative. It's so easy to play the victim. It's so easy. Oh, they broke up with me. Oh, yeah. I didn't get this. I didn't do this. 
well, how about uh, I was really shitty and they were tired of it, or I didn't deserve this, or uh, I I got lazy. I got very lazy, and I deserve to get this negative consequence. Exactly. I don't think enough people take accountability for that, and I think it's very easy to to pawn off yeah. your disappointment. But I think the growth comes from accepting it and trying to learn from it. Yeah. I've always considered myself somebody who can take themselves out of the equation as a personal interest mm-hmm. and look at it from a third-person point of view. If mm-hmm. like, you know, when we broke up in May, I had told her, I was like, hey, I'm really sorry I've been depressed this winter. Like, it's winter, seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. And she just looked at me. Which She's is like, real. Taylor, it's May. Like, it is... Two months into spring, like, yeah. there's no more excuse. No. I'm like, well, you're right. Yeah. Like, that's on me. That's yeah. my fault. I yeah. Sh-. And so I was like, I tried very briefly. You know, I knew it needed to be over, so that was a good thing. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, I can be a better person. But it's like, at the same time, do you still want to do this? There's something so vulnerable. And I'm speaking from a very dark place of the idea when someone breaks up with you and you say to yourself, I'm going to win them back. Yeah. And you give everything and they throw it out the window. Yeah. And that to me, I think that was when I was in college and I was, I had to stay on my ex-girlfriend's couch for like two weeks before I found my own place. Yeah. Uh, Just thinking I knew it all. Yeah. I love, I love a good humbling, and I have had so many of my own. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't, I can't recommend getting shit on enough. Yeah. But just the idea. Well, I, the push comes saying, comes saying, do the thing. Yeah. If you have an idea, do it because there's a there's a good chance you're gonna fail. Yeah. And you're going to learn so much. And I don't care how many people know that already. Yeah. Like, if you haven't done it, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what it feels like. You yeah. don't know what it feels like to have to start a new project after having blown your first opportunity. Yeah. There's, like Coalition Live. Yeah. This show on this network, <clears throat> I've done four episodes. First one, I sucked. I, with, was that with Ellie and Patrick? And, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know if I've talked about it, but, like, I came out thinking I had to come out swinging. Yeah. I was like, yo. You're like an investigative journalist. This this person, well, I had a couple interviews with some people who knew some things, so I was like, I'm going to come with questions they're not ready for, impressions yeah. they don't know they have to do. Yeah. And that was the wrong choice. Yeah. And that really informed what it is now, and I think it's a lot better now. But just, like, the idea of selling out and fucking failing is so so good. And the fact that you have to do – like, I've gotten to that through a breakup. Yeah. And I thought it was so helpful. So the fact that you also got to do it through a breakup. Yeah. I feel like you got the experience. Well, when my girlfriend and I broke up when I was 18, I thought the world was over. And when I got broken up with when I was 26, 27, I was like, this happened. Now where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, whether it's good or bad, you still did something. You had an experience. Enjoy, appreciate that experience. You need to be able to look at whatever you did <coughs> constructively. 
I mm-hmm. mean, whatever relationship I talk about, like, of course there were good things. Of course yeah. there were times I felt like I was, I knew what I was doing, but it was the times where I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Like you did where you thought everything was fine, but it wasn't. Yeah. That's where you learn. Exactly. You learn like, oh, someone had this expectation or someone had this thought and I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you go into, you go into everything, not knowing what you're going to do. So how do you approach things now? I'll start specifically on a creative basis. Okay. But if you feel the need to go elsewhere, please. Yeah. How do you approach things now knowing, like, I mean, you can't get to a later age in your life having tried and failed, not saying, I'm going to try. Exactly. But I kind of expect to fail. I don't think there's a need to expect to fail, but I think that there's no need, but there is a feeling that like this might happen. I failed before. Do I need to be ready to fail again? Yeah. I think (laughs) again, having that like ability to take yourself out of the equation or like you do your thing. Mm -hmm. If people like it, they'll like it. They will like it. If they don't ask for more, if they don't, then maybe it's not for them. Maybe you need to be better. Maybe you need to do something else. Yeah. There is just, there's two things that I think of. Um, my friend's dad told him, you either do or you don't. That's that simple. You have two options. Or do not. There yes. is no try. There is. Yoda. Yeah. Is that a Yoda quote? That's a Yoda quote. Okay. <laughs> I did not know that. Um, I got that from somebody else. This idea that like, you know, my friend wanted to quit cigarettes. Sure. Uh, and he was like, Dad, I'm having trouble quitting cigarettes. Can I get nic- nicotine lozenges or whatever? And his dad's like, you either do use nicotine and tobacco or you do not. There's no in-between. Just don't do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. If you do want to do it, then you're going to do it. Uh, that was my first point. The second point I forgot. <laughs> Give me those oh. notes. Uh, you want the notes? I'll take them again. I'll try round two. Um, but, yeah, I just think... What do you think about the idea um, of being open to discussing experiences that everyone probably has had? Like, anybody that we know has had and lost a first love. Yes. So the difficult thing is like, well, who's been through it twice? Who's been through it three times? Yeah. How do I approach the situation when I'm doing a project that involves five people and three of them, I think are on the same page as me. One of them's a little younger than me and one of them's way older than me. And I don't know how to connect with these people because they're on different wavelengths. Yeah. But I think there is a, a human, a shared human experience with love and loss and, friendship and bonds that every single person in this world has experienced at some point, Mm -hmm. be it a mother child thing, a love, uh, like a relationship. Um, everybody's gone through that. Everybody's had crushes. Everybody has, uh, not had those crushes reciprocated. Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. And so what I'm trying to do is take my story that I think is universal um, and share it because I think everybody has kind of had the same experience. And I mm-hmm. think, uh, there are some funny things that 
everybody has probably experienced as well. And some low points that everybody's experienced as well. I remember laying on an air mattress, Hi. staring at the ceiling, just like, not, well, just crying and just being like, what am I going to do now? Like when yes. I, when my ex-girlfriend and I broke up, I had no furniture. I had a TV that was on the floor. You saw my place. I remember. It was awful. You had your air mattress. You had the TV on the floor. And I was like, do you even have a Wi-Fi right now? Nope. I was playing. <laughs> that was like one of the first nights in that place. And yeah. I was like, do you have a Wi-Fi? What's the password? Yeah, it was like. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is like, I can think about that. That girlfriend who I was. On the couch with? Or like. Yeah, I had to sleep on her couch for two weeks. And I was like, I'm trying to find a place. And it was like, if I don't find a place by this date, I think it was like uh, October 14th. If yeah. I don't find a place by this Friday, I had to move him back with my parents. Yeah. I think I found a place like October 13th. Thank God. Yeah. But the two weeks before that, every morning, crying yeah. on her couch. I remember that was the first time I looked up like dream analysis because I had yeah. a dream about my teeth falling out. Oh, God. And that was like, yo, change is coming, bitch. And I'm just yeah. like, fuck. Yeah. I remember I remember going to her work, pulling her off onto break and, and crying and begging her back. And yeah. she was just like, God bless her. She was just like, no. Yeah. You need you. And I don't know if she recognized it, but like I needed to grow. I was ready to, like, get that disappointment and grow yeah. from it. And I did. And it was so great. And you need that. Because and you need that push. You need someone to say, like, fuck you. Go fucking yeah. be a person. Yeah. I was on her couch for three nights. And they were some of the funnest times I ever had. Because literally, I don't know, I can't speak for her, but I was so sad. I was watching Mike Birbiglia stand-up. She was watching Mike Birbiglia stand-up. With and, you? Yeah. And we what were, the we were just hanging out what? and we were just like it was so real and so powerful <laughs> to be sharing this moment That's where two insane. people are breaking up and like going their separate ways but the understanding and the beauty of just being like we are two human beings who love each other who yes uh who are going our separate ways but we can also be amicable about the situation there um, there is something really respectable about being able to look at the other person and mm-hmm. say, it just didn't work. Yeah, I, I appreciate what you gave me, but we go our separate ways. Sure. Yeah. But also, <laughs> note number three. What's hate. that? Oh, yeah. Hate. The hate. God. There's no part of you that has no molecule of unpleasantness. Have you met me? I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I hate myself. You're one of my favorite people. I hate myself. You are one of my absolute favorite people. Oh, I am a mean, vindicative asshole who... As I sit, continuously sit my Maserati. <laughs> did Sky hit you back? He did. He what did he say? I'm not sure what happened. what's happening, but I know I love it. Yeah? I'm going to say, we love you too. Scott is absolutely... As well as you are, one of my favorite people. He's a king among gentlemen. I, I I asked him to be a reference on a job application. Did you really? Yeah. That's awesome. I had no problem with that. Yeah. Because I was just like, you've led me. Yeah. And also, like, I respect you as a person. Yeah. You hold authority to me. You really, 
You get to know people when you are forced to be creative. Yes. Um, that, I mean, how else would you and I have gotten to like be friends? Exactly. Everything we have is based on detective. Yeah. Um, and I'm so grateful because detective is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Yeah. Agreed. I think that, uh, it, as I said earlier, like it helped me figure out who I am and where I want to go. Um, but yeah, don't get me wrong. Those first couple of weeks I was rage running where you just, there's, I wrote about today. Like there's one time I went for a run that I ran five miles away from my home, dropped down on the grass in like a complete sweat and it was 90 degrees out. And then I looked, looked up to where I was and I was like, fuck, I got to turn around and go back now. <laughs> but for that 50 minutes that I was running away from my problems, it was amazing. And then you're just like, cause you run out of anger and it, it just drives you. Like there's something about hate that really propels people. There's something about hate that is you put an ounce of hate into someone's gas tank and they'll go for 40 miles. Exactly. But you put 40 miles worth of support yeah. You hope they go for 40 miles. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of growth where it was just like, I'm better. Like, I am better, better, better than this. And you're just, you're running and you're angry and you're working harder and you're trying to do more stuff. But at the end of the day, you still go back and you're like, I'm still angry. I'm still full of rage. Well, you hit this really acceptable balance where it's just like, it doesn't matter what you're feeling like creating is hard. Creating yeah. drains you. Yeah. And it's really easy to, to say like, Oh yeah. Every two weeks, like dance monkey dance kind of thing. Yeah. And we love it. We uh-huh. love dancing. Yeah. We love being monkeys. We love dancing. Yeah. But like there is something that like is draining performing as much as you do. And I, I think I felt it in January. Like, in January, between improv and stand-up, I did 23 shows. Dang. I counted because I was like, I'm doing way too much. Yeah. And I had to slow down. I, I pulled back. I was just like, stop doing some open mics. Stop doing some shows. Yeah. Like, you need to, like, invest in yourself because nothing drives you like hate. And I wasn't feeling yeah. hateful. I didn't have anything to drive me to, to do that thing. And it's it's... It's, uh... That has to be a struggle you're running into with this 120-page project. Well, no, now it's out of love, because hate is easy to, like... I think of hate as, like, a sprint. You know, you mm-hmm. will get distance between yourself and the experience it's you have. It's 100 to 400-meter dash. But I know it is, uh... You can, you can throw off the table if you feel it. He's fine. She's fine. She. She's fine. Um, this idea that, like... I, I can't remember who told me. It was probably Kale because Kale's a genius. Very wise. Um, I was very happy to have Kale on the show. And Lori. Oh. God, both of them were just... Of course, Lori was... I'm I'm so happy that I got to crack those beers with you. Yeah. Because I those have been in my fridge since her episode, and I'm just like, I don't know when the appropriate time yeah. is, but this felt like the best time. It's like Kale... And also the Scott drink. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's all, it's full circle. Detective only. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, how are you feeling now a little bit into it? Comfortable. 
comfortable. I feel like it's I drank some like, gasoline. It's still diesel. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I think I said in the first one, like, holy shit, this yeah. is clearing my sinuses. Uh, I know. I'm glad that it's working. Um, Ooh. But yeah, this idea that, like, hate, I you to take those back. hate will give you sprinting speed, uh, but you can't operate on that a full time because it mm. is, I hate this word so much, but it's a cancer. It's a cancer in the way that um, it's unsustainable. Exactly. Hate is only only going to take you as far as you feel that. And hopefully, in in somebody who is creative, the way they process things, hate will only take them to yeah. the to the jumping point. Yeah. And then after that, you have to like bank that passion. Yeah. Is going to continue that project. Or rational mind is going to discard that and say, that's not something that's worth your time. Yeah. I think that... And I've let go of a lot of projects, which is a little difficult to do because when you're a creative person, every project you spawn is something that's that's important to you. Yeah. I wrote and, a speech for my boss. I wrote an 18-page speech. I want, you to, I want you to repeat that because I want people to understand... That you wrote 18 pages and then finished the story. I wrote 18 pages 18 for my boss. Uh, font size 24 because she was reading it and she had to. Um, it makes sense that someone who is going to be speaking out loud needs a bigger font size. I don't care. Open a Word document and try to write 18 pages about anything. Yeah. Go was, fuck yourself. It was this fantastic speech, and I wrote this first 10 minutes of the speech. And it 10 was, minutes! It 10 was, minutes, people! Write 10 minutes anything. It was and have it thrown away. Beautiful and boring and applicable <laughs> to our job. And then I said, I said... Now, let me talk about the Golden State Killer. And she was like, I love this. And then a coworker said, yeah, she's no longer speaking at this event. So I wrote this. I spent five hours on a Sunday writing this speech for her, talking about the Golden State Killer. I was so excited. And then two days later, they're like, we appreciate you writing it, but we don't need it anymore. And I'm like, but. So I guess it goes comes down to, like, as a creative, learn to kill your darlings. Uh things will get better. Like, you know, you just accept it. Things go on. Well, I just feel like that's part of the process. Mm -hmm. Being able to terminate a project or a thought has to be something that you are able to do if you're a creative. Yeah. I'm sorry. This show is literally about creative people. You have to know by now that not every idea you have is a good one. Yeah. You have to give yourself the credit that, like, you have to explore it, but like that exploration has to be honest. And the audacity we have to even think that we should be creative—that every idea we have is a good one—go fuck yourself twice. Bullshit. Like we That's are bullshit. not, we are not Grace or we are not Dashiell. These two like very oh, creative my individuals, gosh. both friends of the show, episode nine and forty-two, I believe. Like those are those, those are, are people who have it lucky enough to have every idea be correct. That's what you were gonna say. I was gonna say that they are just they are artists. They are artists. Who when is, you think of an artist, you don't think of somebody who occasionally puts up something good. You think of Grace and Dashiell. Grace and Dashiell. There are a few people like there are like I mean. First of all, improvisers are just stupid people. I'm not actually. I'm not here to disagree, the, but I love everyone who's an improviser. Me too. I, I They're all smart do. and amazing. But we're all kind of like, 
we all think that we have this idea like that, like, oh, we deserve to be on stage because we are funny. Well, I I will say that that is the typical idea of an improviser, but I will give you the credit as well as some people who say they understand their ideas aren't always good. And you know that. You know that. You just didn't say it. I I just, it, it blows my mind. And I'm just like, why should anybody even be listening to me talk ever? Exactly. I have no fresh creative thought what do i have done. that whoever is going to say another thing on this stage yeah. doesn't have like there's this guy uh you don't have to name him up in new york city who does platonic i've told a bunch of people about this but i've like platonic videos on pornhub.com interesting and he's all over college humor i think he works for college humor um but he does these like you know, he is the first person to ever do that, as far as I know, on an adult website. He was just apparently scrolling through and, like, saw jobs. And he was like, I'm going to make these videos. Mm-hmm. And they're it's huge now. It's, you know, over a million views. Uh, he's got... Their comments are extremely weird because it's on an adult website. Uh, Wait, are you telling me this dude posts on Pornhub? I will pull it up, yeah. Please. Yeah. And it's, uh... Oh, oh, please don't use my Wi-Fi. <laughs> I do not have your Wi-Fi. <laughs> you can have it if you need it. <laughs> uh, I'll be good. Um, but yeah, he does... And it's... The comments are insane. But he does... You know, it's an original idea. What do I have that's actually really original? Uh, I mean, that's the difficult thing. Yeah. But, like, I guess the idea is... You have to treat every thought like it's original... Yeah. Otherwise, you'll never have an original thought. And you just got to keep pushing stuff out. I'm I'm trying to make everything as like open as I can, but that's one that is so difficult to make open because it it, it is just like most thoughts have been thought of. Yeah. Like this is a video I'm showing Jonathan my phone. I, your yoga instructor, maintain a professional distance. This video has five likes. This is a picture, so I can't see how long the video is. But I assume it's 10 to 20 minutes long. No, they're like 30 seconds. They're minute videos. And it's just these weird... I am extremely wrong. Yeah. It's 30 seconds long? Yeah. I shower and there's no funny business. (laughs) Uh, here's, Here's four. I hug you and I say at a really good time tonight and then I go home. I, your stepbrother, decline your advances but am flattered nonetheless. I blow you a platonic kiss. Uh, I abstain from no, from November nuts with you. No. <laughs> and, November nuts. And there's, uh, the, <laughs> the video is him sitting next to uh, Peanuts, and he just he's, has this goofy, kind of creepy smile, and he just looks at the nuts, and he goes, no, not till December. And it's just, it's... What a what a creative thing that nobody else has done. Like it's gross, but it's. Well, does, does that ever intimidate you? The idea that like, if you realistically wanted to crack the market, yeah, you have to come up with an original idea. I think so. It intimidates me, but it's also not going to stop me from trying. Well, I love that because I feel like the idea that I haven't seen it. It's new to me. Yeah. Really does apply. Yeah. Because when you look at the audience that we typically have, who has seen some of the references we might be referencing, whether it's improv or sketch? Like, yeah. like 
I don't know. It's most of the references I don't get that we're doing an improv. I'm yeah. just like, what are they talking about? Shout out Tom Hall. Shout out Tom Hall. Shout also out. Alex Light. Yeah. Tim, you were thinking Alex. Tim Apple. Tim no, Apple. Tim Cook from <laughs> Apple. Yeah, that was a Donald Trump reference. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I expected one. Uh, what's, um, what's, what is next on the list, though? I'm next curious. Next on the list is... I'll give it back to you. Uh, new friends, but that's kind of... No, no, no. New, don't, don't, I, don't, don't skip past it. I guess I was just trying to write down, like, again, a storyboard of, like, these ideas and where I want to go. And it's like, so you're filled with anger at the situation you're placed in. Not at her. Now, let me clear that up. She was, is probably, is an amazing person. Uh, well, give yourself the credit. Yeah. You were probably just a boy who Still got boy. into, a, yeah, got into a, a relationship <laughs> with a woman. Mm-hmm. And you were probably just doing your best. Yeah. That's all we can ever do. And then you got to a point where it was too much. Mm-hmm. And it ended. Yeah. I don't think you went in with malice, but the idea... Oh, that, like, once it ended, you had to figure shit out. Yeah. And new friends became something that, like, not only was it important, but was required. Yeah. What uh, are you drawing? Yeah. It's Jonathan Lestoy. I have glasses on. Yeah. And I have a mustache. I know. I'm, I like it. Um, but, yeah, new friends. I mean, it's just the evolution of, like, adulthood. You break up. Like, the friends I had when I was in a relationship, completely different than the friends I have now. Did you know it's March Madness, almost? Yeah. I watched some games last night. I won $100 off of Duke UNC, but... uh, Whoa, okay. That's just because I'm an idiot. (laughs) And I bet the under. Um, (laughs) But with her, we would go to the bar and watch sports and hang out. Now, when I hang out with you guys, it's so much more creative. Not creative. It's so much more your society-based. Ooh. Where it's like, you go over to Kayla and Lori's, there's not a TV in their apartment. There I is, have never seen a TV in their place. There is. I have seen music. more instruments and community food than yeah. I have ever seen televisions. When, when I was in college and when I was in a relationship, it was, we're all getting together to watch this football game or this basketball Sports game. Event. Yeah, and sure, you're still having great, intelligent conversations because these people are all very intelligent and very, you know, they're 27. They've got their opinions. It's amazing to listen to people talk. Uh, but now you really... It almost feels like we're all pushing our minds together and we're all vibing on the same wavelength, whereas it's like, you're going to talk, I'm going to talk, we're going to talk about this. Oh, did you see that play? Continue. <laughs> Not that that's a bad thing. People can live their lives however they want to, but it gets dull, in my opinion. Well, I I was having this conversation today. I feel like that's anything. Yeah. Any conversation, any podcast, any show, any TV show, like, people at this point expect to be entertained always. Oh, yeah. And when they're not entertained... The default thought is, this sucks. Where can I find something that will actually entertain me? Yeah. I mean, we are literally just talking. Where's the slow burn? I'm just kidding. There are two (laughs) microphones. What if I'm on the the soapbox and just like, what happened to long jokes that took forever to get started? This was a five-minute setup and a punchline (laughs) that didn't do anything for it. 
I get I get that it's a little more like you need to have jokes every bit, yeah. but like just just the idea of of you have to uh, you now have to adjust your art to like your experience, yeah. And your experience is something you don't enjoy, and and the idea that you have to make things, whether it's improv or sketch, that keep people interested every forty five seconds because. If you watch basketball, that's how often they score. Yeah. Or if you watch football, that's how often a play is. Yeah. Like, people expect to be entertained. People can go to a new Reddit post every 45 seconds. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Where's the slow burn? One thing that comes from you that has come up more than every other episode is you are truly a, a creator who is maybe a little more behind the scenes. Um, I've seen so many sketches that you put up so many videos kind of you to say well the thing is is you are similar stretch i didn't say they were good i said (laughs) i said they were good no of course they were good but the idea like you are some why didn't you like it (laughs) my sister i I showed my sister a video and she she looked at it then she put it down i was like why didn't you like that she's like well it's because it's bad i'm like that's so now she likes every single thing i put up I don't know. I just I've done this show for so many times, and I, I would be lying if I said I every episode I put up I was super proud of. Yeah, but like I don't know. Like goes back to the Andy Warhol quote: "Do it, let them decide. While they're deciding, you do another thing." Exactly. Exactly. It's just like I've taken the stance that I don't care what people think about the show, but of course I do. Yeah. Every time someone tells me that they love it or they think about it, or they listen to one, I'm absolutely loving it. And that does drive me to do it more. Yeah. If I if if I had never heard a single ounce of feedback, yeah. I don't know if I would continue to do the show. Because that's something that, like, you can't. You have to have some feedback. That's the reason, like, my YouTube career never took off, because yeah. even my friends didn't watch my videos. Yeah. I had one view on one video I released after a week, and I was just like... Y'all ain't even supporting me. Damn. Okay, maybe I need to get into something else. Maybe this isn't for me. Different game. Different game. But I'm going to keep trying fucking games. I don't know. What's next on the list? Uh, Well, let me just, on the the YouTube fact, the audacity, I've used that word a couple (laughs) times now, to make somebody watch a YouTube video (laughs) is insane. There's like... Old men naked in a locker room. There are people who leave their car on when they go into a 7-Eleven. And then there are people who make you watch a YouTube video. That is just a confidence level that I will never achieve. Oh, fuck. Like, it's just... I was at a bachelor party and this guy pulled out a YouTube video and was like, watch this. And it was five minutes and it was awful. And he's like, well, you guys just don't get it. I'm like, oh, don't make us watch a shitty YouTube Don't video. hate fuck the crowd because they don't like your art, bro. Yeah. I look as bitter as I am that my friends at the time didn't watch that video. I also respect it. I never had an ounce of anger because yeah. I was like, "Who am I to say you have to watch this video?" Time is valuable. I made. I made. It's a ten minute video. Oh shit! Yeah, I made. So okay, so the the gist is uh, Tom and I were trying to do this YouTube thing where we would play video games and like do commentary over them. I think we did a good job, and I think we could have done a good job if we had continued. Was this with Fortnite? 
No, it was before Fortnite. Okay. It was uh, it was before I did improv. Yeah, okay. It was Rocket League at the time. Rocket League, I think, was the main game we played because we were, we were good enough to, like, win every game we played. Yeah. But also, like, have funny commentary. Yeah. So we started, we did a schedule where we released four videos every week. Yeah. And it was too much, but it was also just, like, this isn't what we want. Yeah. And we ended, and then I started the podcast, and cool. it worked out. But, like, I guess those are the things, like, when you really invest into an art, you figure out what you need. But also, the idea with this show, I have been so blessed from the beginning to have expectations that are very low. Yeah. If 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 if, if, if I release 10 episodes and everyone got 20 views, okay, I need to change something. Yeah. But I'm doing well enough in views to where it's like, well... How many views do you get on average? So this is episode 73. I have... Besides Aaron Cartier's. <laughs> I'm going to include hers. The Russian bots. <laughs> All I know is I have 11,000 views. That's awesome. If you if you take her, her 1,500 sure. away, I still have 10,000 views. Yeah. Um, people text me on occasion yeah. that they like this episode. And, and I don't know. To me, that's enough. It's just like... Whether I get a text or not, somebody is going to get something from this episode. Yeah. And that's why I've refocused to trying to focus on more on creative stuff. So I am going to take the reins because I want to ask the two the, the two questions that are re- required, Okay, apparently. Yeah. What's your go-to breakfast? And I want to know your first creative moment. I want to know both those things, and it's on you to tell me. Well, because I've been listening to your podcast recently, I had an idea I had thought about them when you'd asked other people <laughs> that's uh, why I want to make it quick so we get it out of the way breakfast three <laughs> to five cups of coffee yes uh, yes uh, today I had uh, chicken biscuits which was from Chick-fil-A yeah I'm there not it is proud of it but yeah you don't have to be proud you just have to like eat it up because this it, it is, is delicious it, don't you fucking listen to this episode and tell me that Chick-fil-A is not delicious because you know it is I was talking to a friend Right after that Papa John scandal came out. And I was like, yeah, man, I had a free pizza. So, like, I got pizza. He's like, nice, where from? I'm like, I really don't want to say. And he's like, you ordered Papa John's, didn't you? Damn it. That does suck. I was like, yes. And he's like, but it was free, so I get it. <laughs> I will say that because I've heard a couple of different, a couple of different stand-ups who are gay uh-huh. tell jokes about eating Chick-fil-A and just like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I'm supportive. I, yeah, I, I'm, that's the stance I choose to take. And if I'm wrong, DM me, hit me up, let uh, me know, educate I, me. I am an ally to everybody. I'm, absolutely. Well, do you find Do you find that with your creative process, you run into struggles where you are worried about your audience? Yes, specifically, I've seen a lot of things recently. Um, and I was even talking with our friends Angela and Joe earlier about like both friends of female, the show, forty four and forty five. Female characters, when written by a male, uh, in my opinion, and what it, the general consensus appears to be, is that uh, they're underwritten. They're written as you know supportive six, six or auxiliary, one, hot blonde. Yeah. Uh, with yeah. legs for days, and it's like no, these are three dimensional human beings that exactly. you have to write. So, like, when I'm trying to write a character, I try to write non-gender based. I think I would like to be able oh, to love that. pick and pick and plop anybody. If this character uh, 
This character could be a male or a female. Like, All that matters is that you're a fucking human and you've had some experience. Yeah, and you have a background and you, uh, you're a human. You've, you've made some mistakes. Yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. I love that. But I was I was reading a script and it was just like, you know, Rebecca, six foot one, high heels, mini yeah. skirt. And I'm yeah. like, that's not a person. That's a, that's a trope. fetish. That's a trope. It's a fetish. It's a trope that, that, that's playing the audience. And, yeah. And, like you can have. I, I want to give that whoever that was the credit of saying it's really hard to write something you know is going to hit. Well, and also it's something that you don't know. Something you don't know is going to hit. But the idea of looking at tropes and saying, "Well, fuck," I know that some people will laugh at that. I understand, but I think the climate is, "Hey, we are past that." Let's do better. And it's a learning experience because it, 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 it is. And I want to give again. I'm going to give. I'm going to be the voice and say, people need to learn how to do that. I've had people the, need to learn. People need to grow and say, hey, I need to be like Taylor and write things genderless so that when the people who are cast, they can flesh that out. Uh, I mean, I've had the very fortunate and privileged opportunity to write for the Outburst Show. A LGBTQ plus themed show at the oh, Coalition Theater. It's such a great show. Uh, twice now, and the first go around, uh, I didn't make a mistake, but I had a friend on the writing team just like say, "No, you, that's that's not how it works. You don't get it." Oh, and I was like, "I don't, I don't understand what you're saying." He's like, "Well, they were like, this is." what I'm saying and I they like clicked and I was like oh I know so writing for experiences that you have never had yes. is very difficult but you better take it upon yourself to write the most in depth and uh like flushed out experience possible every creative person owes it to be receptive to the feedback that makes them grow uh-huh 100% and the thing is is if you know better it's your duty to that community to represent and educate people who don't know. Yeah. And say, oh, no, 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 I'm so sorry. This is the way we do things now. I understand that you came in with this, but if you could do it this way, that would be really great. And I, I've noticed, because I've seen, I saw both of those sketch shows, and I love them both. I told, I actually told uh, Sean Hambright, yeah. who designed the poster for the last one, I said, yo, your poster was hanging in my house for like six months. Yeah. I was like, as I saw both those shows, and I was just like, because I was, I, I did a cameo in the last one, yeah, and I was just like, yo, I love that show. I love both shows. I love how everyone was represented correctly, and it was just like so great. And I never had any question, but hearing the behind the scenes, it's yeah. just like I'm so grateful that there was a space to grow and allow you to grow, so that when you write sketches in the future, like you know what is appropriate, and you More can maybe consideration, teach, yeah, you can te- you can help teach people in the future, just like. This is how we do things. This yeah. is the appropriate way to approach things. Yeah, and I'm fortunate enough to have had friends and people that I were writing at that for that show with, uh, who were kind enough and patient enough from Dumb Dumb Taylor to figure it out. Because you know, I never want to speak for anybody, but I always my intention is to never hurt, and I would never absolutely. intentionally absolutely uh, shoot low because it's dirty and I don't yeah. want that to happen and I love everybody because you're not you would never cast somebody who would be the 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 shoe horn Ooh. or whatever it is the, the, heel. What, the heel yeah 
I was close. You were very close. The, the shoe, shoe horn <laughs> allows the heel to, to be in the shoe. <laughs> into the soul of the human being. Yes. One of my favorite things I ever saw was Ryan Clatterbuck. Fucking Clatterbuck. Clatterback. Clatterback. Is it Clatterback or Clatterbuck? It's Clatterbuck. I feel, God damn it, Clatterbuck. Uh, Ryan, sorry if you ever listen to this. You will never uh, listen to this. Right <laughs> of the show, Ryan, episode seven. But he did. Episode seven. I gotta bring that boy back. He got. There was like this idea where I was like, oh, this is what wordplay means. And people were talking about the soul of a shoe, and then he was talking the soul of humanity, like, of a human. And it was just like, oh, that's, there's multiple ways to look at words. So, side note, I don't know why I said that, but you said heal, soul. Uh, I brought it up. Yeah. What is, uh... First creative moment? Yeah. First creative moment. So, the thing is, is you have the blessing of knowing that's coming. Yeah. But the beautiful thing about that question is it doesn't matter how much time you have to prepare. Yeah. You you can't accurately find your first creative moment. You might have time to think about it. Yeah. But you're still not as prepared as you think you might be. Uh, so I was rereading a notebook from like first or second grade. Uh, not as far back as I've heard. That's what I'm saying. No, I know. Uh, That's what I'm there saying. are multiple things. I wrote, reread a notebook that made zero sense, but it was like, this is wacky and insane. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> there is, <laughs> I remember doing a, this is my most embarrassing, I don't think I've ever told anybody this. I did a choreographer dance to uh, Kryptonite, you know that song? By, by Three Doors Down? I think so. I did a choreographed dance for with like, uh, <laughs> what's it called? Fuck. Some sort of meat. And it was like, I was pulling meat out of a dead body. <laughs> it was gross. I'm a psycho. I don't know. There's also, there's also creativity in sports. I think the human body is a creative thing. No, anyway, we're moving on. Uh, sports. I like, to think, I like to think of the idea that like, uh, a football play or a lacrosse play or a soccer play is a beautifully unchoreographed dance that's like a Russian ballet. Uh, if just, you've watched Argentina play ever, you know that's true. Yeah, and I think you watch these people move and it's just like, what they are doing is no longer athletic. It is a beautiful creation that they're doing that some people could never do. I will say that Argentina soccer is art to me. Yes, quite indeed. Uh, you watch a flea flicker. You watch uh, the boys. I mean, now you we're watch people sports. who are literally doing actively the best that you can do on that particular stage. Yeah, you're going to be inspired. Who was the running back for uh, the Detroit Lions? Um, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. The guy was. An artist. I mean, like you watch just, any Barry Sanders highlight, you're you're thinking this is the best play of the season, and he had yeah. four or five of those every season. Yeah, he he, what his feet did go beyond. Dude, I've seen so many of his highlights. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, you want to you want to take it away, like Gale Sayers. Like, have you seen his best game ever? No. Have you seen any of Jim Brown's games? Yes. 
fucking jam. LT's record-setting season? I remember. So my dad and I used to go to Navy football games. Yes. And we saw LT play at TCU. And yeah. I'll never forget. He looked at me and says, he'll never make it in the big leagues. <laughs> <laughs> we still joke about it to this day that like he was so wrong. Do you want some more? Sure, I'd love a splash. All right. Um, I feel like a splash is appropriate. And that top's on. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Just a splash. Um, with that, do you know who Bruce Smith is? He was the uh, linebacker. Uh, D- he was a DN for the Bills? I think so, and the Redskins. Uh, he mostly played for the Bills during the Super Bowl season. Correct. Yeah, he went to one, three AFC championships. He went to uh, four, didn't he? Or did he not go to all four? I don't know. I'm making this up. The he, Bills went to four Super Bowls and lost maybe, all four. Maybe. I well, want you to recognize that somebody decided to try and failed four times <laughs> at the biggest possible <laughs> stage. So Bruce Smith comes into our office the other day. How long ago? Uh, two days. No, Tuesday. Two fucking what? Two, two, he came in. Bruce Smith came into your office two days ago. He came in on Tuesday, so Saturday, so close. But, uh, I didn't know who he was. And then afterwards. Number 78 for the Buffalo Bills. After he left, my boss was like, that was Bruce Smith. Bruce fucking Smith. And I'm like, who's that? And she's like, first round NFL Hall of Famer. And I'm like, Hall of Famer. But he was just a. I just thought he was a big human being. Well, he how tall? How tall? How much? How much? He's got to be he? six, 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 seven. He was an absolute monster on the field. He was one of the best at his position. His hand. When I did shook you, his hand. Did you shake his hand? Disappeared. Did you lose your hand? Almost. I was just like, I'm going to be nice to this person. Yeah, you should, because he will tackle you. (laughs) Tackle you back into the 1980s. He will make you lose seven yards. Yeah. Because that matters. I texted my dad. uh, He knows who fucking Bruce Smith is. Well, and my dad played in the NFL for a very hot second. He's going to be mad that I ever talked about this. Tell, tell me all about because I think you've told me about this before. Was he a punter? He was a punter for that's where we kind of bonded. Love it for the Baltimore Colts uh, when they were in Baltimore. Yeah. they needed somebody to kick the football. And as a as the host of this show, I love people who kick footballs. <laughs> so uh, I remember you told me about that, and I wanted to pretend I knew. Oh no, there's no reason to. I had no idea, but also. I also had the most respect for your dad that anyone has had upon you telling someone he played in the NFL. <laughs> well, that's because you also punted in college. I did the thing, yeah. Uh, I did the goddamn thing. So I'm a disappointment because I, <laughs> I do improv. Kicking is as much a disappointment in general. <laughs> yeah. So you might have actually, like... Punched up? You might have actually <laughs> exceeded expectations by never putting foot to ball. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I texted him that Bruce Smith, and he's like, don't make him angry. And I was like, thanks, Dad. Thank you. What team did you, you both, only Baltimore? Well, he bounced around. I think he played for the Steelers, the Skins. You know, he never actually, uh. You know your boy's a huge Steelers fan. Saw field time, like. What's his longest punt? Uh, he has told me. I think it was. Mine was. 70 something. Ooh, that's a little bit longer than mine. He had a hang. Apparently, he was really good at coffin corners and hang time. My hang time was garbage, but if I, ha- if, if I got a bounce, I was obviously going to crush it. Rolling. I had, I had the perfect ability. <coughs> if I got a roll. Yeah. 
I was successful. Yeah. It wasn't often I got a role because I was playing semi-pro. Yeah. And everyone was looking for their opportunity to shine. To take the ball and run. But there was a couple of games, specifically the game in Macon, Georgia, where two punts both got down inside the five. Yeah. Where I looked like the best player in the field. Yeah. Because we won that game because of field position. Field position. People don't appreciate punters. They don't. Rich Eisen and every and Pat McAfee are the only people who are, are out on a daily basis respecting the brand. Yeah. Um, it's it, Field position is... I mean, we're talking football. We shouldn't. What's next on your list? Uh, okay. Uh, a lot of these we've already talked about. That's fine. We'll get uh, into it differently. Multiple loves. Multiple loves. Do you believe in like the ability to have multiple soulmates? So... Okay. That was my last one. That's the last one? Well, I skipped over old school me peeing. Uh, I, I feel, first of all, I feel like at any point we end this, we've hit the mark. So yeah. whenever you're ready, just fucking do your outro. So I got to go home. <laughs> yeah. Please uh, drive me to the theater. <laughs> would you like a ride? Yeah, if you want to have my bike in your trunk. Uh, no, I don't think that'll fit because I got my snowboard in there. Well, you can, your trunk can be open. It's legal. Is it? I think so. After two glasses of this. <laughs> Classes of diesel fuel. I'll bike. It's fine. The idea that something else can steal your attention from a creative endeavor. Was that what that was? No, multiple loves. Multiple loves. Like partners. So. Because like I love. Here, I'll, I'll, I will set the precedence with my, with whatever I feel I can relate to. Yeah. And you will tell me if I'm close and we can talk about it. Okay. If I'm wrong, we will talk about your thing. Yeah. This is the first year, 2019, that I have ever casually dated. Uh-huh. I don't know if I've ever casually dated. So then I'm off. No, go ahead. I'm listening. I just was adding a... Well, just the comment. idea that uh, the only person that matters at the end of the day is me uh-huh. is, is new. Yeah. Because I've always approached things with <laughs> the idea that... I'm seeing you, so I'm. I feel a little guilty that you put your script away. Oh well, no, I'm just cleaning it up. I but feel we also like have a full drink. We do have. I feel like there was no place where we bring that up where it's appropriate because I feel like that needs to stay secretive. Yeah, I shouldn't have even brought it out. I'm if just, you want, if you do want to bring it out, please do, and I will absolutely go for it. No, but I I I think it's better that uh, we wait. I think so. Yeah. Until it's released? I think I want to get 70 pages before I show anybody. Okay. Well, uh, I saw I had an opportunity, and I didn't take it. Yeah, you did not. You an idiot. You should have taken I it. I should have taken it. Uh, but I want you to recognize that I am ready to take it at 70 pages. And then, well, I was reading somebody else's script. Who's, and I, tell, tell, uh, tell me a little bit about their journey. Uh, I don't really know their journey. I just had volunteered to read their script. They sent it to me. Uh, it's 50 pages. Okay. It's hard to get people to read 50 pages. It's hard to get re- people to read 10 pages. It's just like a YouTube video. It's hard to get anybody to invest in your creation. It doesn't matter how much time. It doesn't matter. The thing is, is like, that's why people make improv pages. That's why people invite you to Facebook events. It's because this is what I'm doing yeah. and I'm trying to get support. Yeah. That's all anybody's doing. I will say... That Gantz was saying that he went down to North Carolina recently, and somebody's like, "I use your website all the time." I'm like, "What a beautiful thing to hear!" What a be- Kale literally told me that my show has inspired him. Yeah, 
And that, to me, means more than anything. What's nice about a podcast is you can do not other things, but, like, I can go on a treadmill and walk and listen to the podcast and get the full effect. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. If, if you want to really experience this, mm-hmm. all you have to do is listen. Hop in a car, put it on. If you don't want to listen, totally fine. Yeah. You're not here for it. But if you are truly open to allowing your creative whatever yeah. to be influenced by somebody else, this is the place. Cheers. Because I bring somebody on, I have my own strong opinions. Yeah. I mean, you know what you're in for. Yeah. So, like, open yourself up to it. Exactly. If you don't like it, don't take it with you. Yeah. If you like it, take it with you and let it inspire you. Can't hurt, you know. Let me see your list. This list. Uh, Pull to it. I want to make sure we got everything on it. So we, talk, we talked a little bit about improv. We talked a lot about improv. But I want to really know, Detective was a really good run. In my opinion, yes. Detective was a good run. But what did you realistically gain from that six-month run? Forget everything we've done since. I want you to really look at what you've gained from doing improv that has helped you in real life. I will... Oh, that has helped me in real life. Real life in the sense of everything outside of improv. Um, like, how have you actually gained? Because we talk, I talk a lot on the show about how I've gained. Yeah. I want to hear about how you have benefited. The, as Anthony was saying earlier, having the confidence to fake it until you make it. Because that's a note we got from Scott a lot. Yeah. And you can attest to this. Yeah. So many times he would say, that scene made no sense, but you played it confidently. Yeah. So we all understood that we are going on this ride. We are going on this ride. We are subscribing to the ride. So I use it in work a lot where my boss will ask me to do stuff and it's not the... I see a lot of people do the, like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. Oh, I will make this. I will figure this out. I'll figure it out of the way. But I will we'll get there when we get there. I love this drawing of me. I had a friend. My One of my best, I'd probably say one of my best friend, uh, Casey Shannon, is this fantastic artist who, um, he plays music. He's a painter. He makes uh, pottery. Damn. He's... A photographer. That's a lot. Look, I don't. And, and I don't care. I don't care how good they are. That's a lot of endeavors. But he's amazing at all of them. What's one of those kids. Can, does he have an Instagram or anything you can plug right now? Because uh, I want to give him his just desserts. Play. Honestly, if that if that person would love to be on a podcast, I would love to have them. I think he might be, and he's got a wonderful think, girlfriend, Carrie, who is uh, also welcome on the show. Fantastic in her own way. Um, Maybe better than Casey. I don't know. That's Will you just send them this show? Yeah. And um, make and tell them, hey, listen to minute 124 yeah. for your invite. <laughs> so he makes, I mean, and he does this stuff. Like, this is his pottery. Uh, Wait, he did that? Yeah. He does all of this pottery. That's just his pottery. He has paintings. So the last two paintings I've I got. I want you to check out Clay underscore Casey underscore Clay. Clay yeah. Casey Clay. Uh, fantastic. Uh, artist, even better person. Uh, I'm just saying, like, if you want some high quality pottery, like, if you're looking to really fill out the place you've built, and you are accepting, yeah, true works of art that really represent your space. I'm seeing a lot of things. I would love to 
consume He played nutrients. at Harney one a couple of days, uh, Out of. a couple of months ago. Um, Playing what? Playing the pottery wheel? No, his band. He has a band. Peyote Pilgrim on Spotify. Uh, How do you feel that age has played into your creative process? The more I, the older I get, the less I care what people think. Would you say that as you grow older, you also put yourself out there more? I think so. I think that that is something that comes with it. I think that you... As you get older, you realize people are thinking less critically. Yeah. And you're feeling more welcome to putting yourself out there. Yeah. I feel like the only reason I've had success on this show is because people are willing to put themselves out there because yeah. they know. And, and and this sucks to one degree, but it allows freedom to allow people to let things grow. Yeah. Where no one will listen to this, so I'll be on this show. No one will see this. Sh- no one will come, so I'll go on this show. No one will see this piece of art so i'll make it yeah and then people see it or people listen or people go and then all of a sudden people are supportive they love you they love it uh ian hess ian c hess i don't know what his instagram is i don't know him he is an artist who is absolutely incredible yeah who i would love to have on the show (coughs) and the next time i see him i'll ask him but he does the some art that. <coughs> okay, I'm good. Wrong type. <laughs> Ian C. Hess, I think, is his Instagram. He does some things that, yeah. that I've I've met some great people in my yeah. life. I don't know who else could do this but him. That's the that's the whole point of life is surrounding yourself with he does, people. He is literally so good. It's more the point of I want to pick which piece of art I buy. Yeah, because yeah, they're expensive, but something can hit me yeah. in the right time and space where I'm ready to spend a thousand dollars. Yeah, on one to two pieces of canvas and paint because. This boy, this man, this artist is good enough to inspire me. Yeah. I'm telling you, Ian Hess. Ian C. Hess. I think (laughs) Anthony follows him. I follow him. Yeah. The producers will be following him. Yeah. As soon as I recognize, and as soon as I can, I'll get him on. Yeah. The first time I see him, I'm going to ask him. I'm like, be on my show, please. Yeah. But just... Fuck, man. I don't know. Here's, Just, I'll, 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 sign you, off. You, I'll sign off on this. You don't have to sign off. I want, I want you to know that the only people, the people who, when the word sketch comes to mind, I have three names that come into my head. Josh Blueball. I'm so Trash sorry, Bang. Josh. Trash I, I exclude Trash Bang because they're their own thing. Oh, they're beautiful. Look, Trash Bang is amazing. Yeah. I've, I have made a point to go to every show I can, and I love them. Trash Bang forever. But independent of that, yeah. Bo Cribs, yeah. Eric Gordon, yeah. Taylor O'Sullivan. Well, Matt McHugh. There are so many people. Here's, here's what I will say as like a final. There are so many people who yeah. do so many good sketches. But you are somebody who has been in my face, yeah. and you have shown me so many things, and I know that you're going to be there eventually to the point where you're making sketches that... 
are on par for everybody and everybody can get on board with. Fingers crossed. I'm not here to say anything you've done is wrong, but I'm here to say I recognize that you're still on your fucking journey. Yeah. And I'm not here to say that anything you've done on this fucking paper or written is wrong because I love everything you've made. Yeah. But I know that everything that is coming from you is so much better. And it's going to be on the stage as a Matt McCoo, yeah. as a Bo, as an Eric, as yeah. a Molly Burke, as everybody, Josh Blueball, everybody yeah. who writes a sketch who has put in the effort, you are you are on that same level. Well, that's very kind of you to say. That is me trying to be kind. I appreciate and not, it. And not knock down anybody else who I left out no, or I mentioned. Know. I know you. It's... Here's, I'll sign off on this. You ready? So Look, if you are ready to sign off, I am. This is your moment. We have a lot of beverage to consume, and we'll do that off mic if we need to. Yeah. This is your moment. Here is what I will say: <laughs> surround yourself with better people than you. Fuck yeah! Always, never be the smartest person in the room because if you are, then you're in the wrong room. You're in the fucking wrong Always, room. Always. God, it sounds preachy now, but yeah. I mean, be surround yourself with better people. Just yeah. Be, Aim higher. You can aim always higher. aim higher. Things get better. Get into a community of people who love the craft and are putting the work in because those people will inspire you to do the same thing. 100%. Nobody puts the work in and and uh, takes the time to learn yeah. if there aren't other people <clears throat> who are doing the same thing. And much better than you. Who can give you a Bo Cribs, I... His RVA Tonight shirt is one of my favorite shirts because it's comfortable, it looks good, <laughs> and because Bo put on a good show. Yeah. He put it on with the help, I know, of Grace Mano and yeah. so many other people. But the thing is, Bo surrounded himself with talented people. Yeah. He made sure that Grace was a producer on his show. Yeah. He made sure that, I, again, I wasn't around for that time. Yeah. I just know Grace was a big producer on that. I'm sure a lot of people who I've had Fantastic on the show. People. But just the idea of like. You're never going to be the funniest in the room. Because just, there are so many just, people. Just, just be aware and <coughs> be supportive. And love it. Yeah. You, you, when I perform with you, every move you make, I want to support. Yeah. I love your moves. Yeah. I think you're funnier than me. But that's, that is literally just on the basis yeah. of. Of of like performing with you, yeah, and and I love that. Yeah. I love that I can be inspired by my teammates because I allow myself to be on that level. Yeah, and I allow myself to be surrounded by people who I am inspired by, and I allow myself to be inspired by those people. Yeah, and that's what allows you to be successful. A hundred percent is is finding people who are. Fucking crushing it, mm-hmm. and telling those people, "Hey, yeah, I want to make your vision come true, yeah, so that way I can get experience and make my own vision come true." Yeah, and and nobody will ever tell you you're wrong. Yeah, keep an open heart, keep an open mind, and just constantly be better. You either do or you don't. You do, do or it. you don't. Do or do not. Yeah. There is no try. Do it. Unless you can't. it's like bad for you, then don't do it. But You'll learn by doing it. Don't you do won't it. know it's bad don't until it's bad. Then. You won't know it's bad until yeah. it's bad. I can't. I can't tell you how. It's just the best advice that anybody can give. Yeah. And this is the end. This is the true end. Okay. Experience. Yep. Yeah. 
Do or don't. Do it. Do it. If you if you are inspired even a tiny bit, yeah. Do it. Do Love it. it. Appreciate Just it. Just do live it. it. Just live it. Yeah. Because you will attract people who are inspired to do the same thing. Yeah. And then you'll find the community. The community that I have been inspired by continuously and endlessly the coalition community. Yeah. With that Respect your mental health and know who you are and know your time limits. Just fucking listen. Yeah. Listen. How do you feel this went? This was this was a crazy episode. Yeah. The clock behind you. So I put a clock behind you. It says eight fourteen right now. Started this started at five thirty. Six thirty. The clock said five thirty. Well, it's behind. It's a little behind. I don't know what time it is now. It's 9.30. But we have been through at least three hours, yeah. whether it was recorded or not. Yeah. Do we get to everything you wanted to get to? I think so. Like, it, can think you think so. of anything that we didn't get to? We no. have plenty of time. Yeah. Fuck everything we else. Didn't. We have a problem. <laughs> but yeah, man, thank you for letting me come in and eat pizza and hang with you and Anthony. And I just hope that it was everything you wanted because yeah. I just wanted to... Make yeah. sure that you felt comfortable because I felt like everything you were going to talk about was everything I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Support yourself. Find your friends. Love. That's one of the best things is when you find a class that you go, you hang out with afterwards. Yeah. My one-on-one, every class we hung out. Yeah. So and it makes everything better. It does because there are a couple of teams who are playing now. And if you are on one of those teams who is playing now, who is hanging out after class, you have a team name, you have a graphic. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Nobody had a graphic when I was coming up. Like, invest in that. Yeah. Make sure that everyone remembers, support everybody so that when you come out of that, you are ready. Yeah. Because there's so much to go through. But, like, if you want to be successful in anything, and this can be the sign-off. Okay. You have to put effort in and you have to trust that other people who are around you will also put effort in. It's, it's a lot of trust. Yeah. Here's another thing is be nice to everybody because you never know who's going to help you up. Being nice and trust the people yeah. who earned it. Exactly. You can, you can do an indie team. You can take a class with somebody. But you have to watch yeah. who's at the classes, who comes after, who goes to the showcase, who goes to the next thing, who goes to the practice, who goes to the show, who is there for the show they're not even in. Yeah. I'm just saying the effort will tell you what you need to know. Yep. Let other people tell you how they feel. Trust what they say. Appreciate it. Move Appreciate on if you it. Take it. Move on. As Scott always said, take it if you want it. If you don't, fine. Fucking move on. That's one of the best notes. And so many coaches I've been with. Yeah. If you love this, take it. If you Matt Newman, Jesse Smalley, all friends the fucking show. If you love it, take it. Yeah. If you don't love what I'm telling you, fucking leave it. Yeah. Fucking leave it because I'm telling you from my experience. And that's all we have. Exactly. We only have our experience. You only have your experience listening. So what are you going to take from it? Love it.
leave it. I love you. you better not get away. I love you so much, Taylor. You ready? I'm ready. This is it. This is it, brother. We did it. We did it. That was a week high five, but it didn't. It didn't represent the the technical difficulties. (laughs) I gotta go take a piss. That's fine. Full circle from episode one to me going to take another piss. No one's gonna hear it, but you have to say goodbye right now. Goodbye, everybody. I love you. Be happy, or don't.